morning. It is uh, Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. So our friend uh, uh, John Miller from Alston Carlisle just stopped by. And like John, John's helping us out this year with the Tyus Bowser show. We'll talk about that here in a second. Um, John's good man. Gotten to know John. Uh, he's got his own uh, podcast, The AC Report. I uh, really like John. And he told me last night, he was like, I'm going to bring by a pickle slushy for you. And I said, okay, sounds good. I forgot about it. And this morning, he literally stopped by at like 9.45 with a pickle slushy. Now, he also ran away for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. John, He, he doesn't like the camera. Though. I don't understand that. Um, <laughs> John disappeared. Um, I, I can't tell you where this comes from because they're not a sponsor. And no offense, we like our sponsors. And until you're a sponsor, I won't do that. Um, but I'll say it comes to us from, um, oh God, there's really no way of, 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 uh, of, oh God, how would I associate this word with something? It comes to us from, um, a particular, uh, a drive-in fast food establishment. Okay. There's a few of them. Yeah. This one makes a pickle slushy. And I like the idea. And there's a non-zero chance actually that I've tried it before. I'm just being as honest as I can about this. I try so many things. There is a non-zero chance that at some point I went over there and I said, eh, I'll see what that's all about. I'm a man who's made pickle popsicles before. I mean, like, I've done wow. it all. I, of course, was the is founder. Is that just a frozen pickle or it's, no, a, it's, it's like a slush? You, you, yes, slush you use pickle juice to make a popsicle. You uh, put uh, mixed pickle juice and, and sugar and you make a popsicle. You, wow. you freeze it in your freezer and, and you go. That was, that was good? Oh, and we put actual pickle chips in there, too. <laughs> um, it was fine by me. Everybody complained that there. In fact, the the because the other boys tried one too. I think it was a day that Arditi was in here and uh, and Kyle at the time. They thought there was too much sugar, but Kyle's also a diabetic, so I'm not really sure if he. I'm I'm not I'm not sure what his deal is. I think that means he's gonna die. I'm not really certain how that works. <laughs> um, so you know, I'll try anything. I tried. Uh, we tried the the beer, the hot dog thing. I'll try anything once. So. The Glizzy straws. So I'll try anything twice, maybe if I've tried it before. This is the uh, the pickle slushy. It's tasty. It's tasty. Um, it's the sweet and wow. sour kind of all at once. It's tasty. It's a tasty slushy. Like you get a lot of the pickle. Mm. Yeah, that, it's it gets bitter. Yeah, it does. It's it does get sour. bitter. It starts sweet and then it gets bitter. <laughs> Um, I don't. I don't think I could consume. There's no chance I could consume the whole thing. Well, you got two hours. No. Yeah. No. I did not lose a bet. <laughs> I do not have to do it. Um, I know I'm a pickle connoisseur. I know I'm a man who enjoys all things pickles. But this is. It, you know, it's funny. Even smoothie places typically make their smoothies too big. The the big smoothie chain, the one that makes no offense, the worst smoothies, unless of course they want to advertise on this program, in which case they are the best. The big smoothie chain. I don't know how anyone has ever ordered anything besides a small at that place because their medium smoothie is entirely too much. Um, this is, you know what the real, here's the problem. You almost have to get it frozen mm, so. because the ice, the slush is, is great. But when you get just like the uh, melted the juice, juice, it's just that's when you get the bitterness. Yeah. That's when you get the bitterness in the pickle slushy. Why don't you throw that back in the freezer? Okay. Why don't you uh, go ahead and do that? Let me get another sip. Uh, you can have mine. In fact, I'm going to let you have that. Uh, but thank you to John Miller from Austin Carlisle for stopping by this morning with the pickle slushies and uh, all pickle-related uh, goodness that you would like to provide. I'm happy to take off your hands. 
because I am a connoisseur. All right, good morning. It's Glenn Clark Radio. As I mentioned, it's a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Uh, a lot to do on the show today. At some point this hour, my buddy Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, is scheduled to stop by. Um, we will hang out with him. We'll talk about the Orioles and the brouhaha last night against the Blue Jays. Uh, also this morning, we will catch up with Tyrell Pigrome. Uh, kind of a crazy story for Tyrell. Piggy, who was once upon a time the quarterback at Maryland, had his moments. Um, ultimately bounced around a couple spots, but ends up at Towson this year. Uh, they played a couple of quarterbacks on Saturday in their overtime win over Bucknell. We will talk to him about that. They get Morgan State. Big game on Saturday to be at United Stadium. Towson-Morgan State, the battle for greater Baltimore. We will chat with Tyrell Pigram about his journey. Uh, also, uh, we'll make our weekly trip to Bowie. Noah DeNoyer, who a couple people are trying to tell me, this guy has a chance to be the Orioles minor league pitcher of the year, which seems kind of crazy, but with Grayson getting hurt and missing most of the season, and like they, you sort of look at guys that traditionally you would think about and say, hey, here's the guy who's going to win that. Noah DeNoyer, who's been working as a long reliever for Bowie, has been excellent. His numbers have been outstanding. Um, so we're going to catch up with him today. Also, we will listen in on segment one of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Justin Houston. Need to thank everybody who came out last night to Guilford Hall Brewery. We had an awesome time. Great night uh, with Tyus and with Justin. Great dude. It's good to be back. I, this was my first time going to Guilford Hall Brewery. Oh, my word. What a gem that place is in Station North. Um, I, it, it's incredible. And there's many different layers. There's there's multi-levels of space, of events, and they've got an outdoor area. Like, it's an incredible establishment. Um, I, I don't really drink anymore, so I didn't try the beer. Everybody tells me it's incredible. I did... Um, they got the Bavarian style menu, and I did help myself to the Brewer's sausage platter. I, uh, you, you might hear it during the course of the uh, Tyus Bowser show. I was, uh, I was getting a little grief about uh, my consumption of some glizzies last night. Uh, I don't care, man. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Had a great time. Um, Tyus Bowser show all season long. We're gonna be out, and and like everybody that went last night knows. There's no catch here. Unless we tell you, hey, this one's got like a charity theme. We'd like you to make a donation or something like that. Unless you hear us say that. The Tyus Bowser Show is just your opportunity to come out and meet your favorite Baltimore football players. And a bunch of people last night got to come out and meet, get pictures with an autographs from Tyus Bowser and Justin Houston, who was also incredibly giving of his time. Um... It's awesome. It's it's a spectacular way to spend a Tuesday night, and we're doing it all season long. We are coming to your neighborhood next up on September 20th. We'll be at Skipjacks in Middle River, so look forward to seeing the, uh, the eastern part of Baltimore County. I know that's a Ravens rabid area, um, so we always have huge crowds whenever we come over that way. Find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser, September 20th, for the next edition of the Tyus Bowser Show. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by our friends at Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grills. We can't wait to see you for the Tyus Bowser Show and really enjoyed last night. If you missed it last night, shame on you. But again, we will be listening in on the, the three segments during the course of this show this week. 
And then uh, you'll also be able to find the entire video at uh, facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline. And uh, you'll be able to find the entire audio a little bit later today at glennclarkradio.com. We'll put it up in the uh, greatest hits. And then you will... Oh, no, I wasn't going to do the whole... I appreciate it. Th- thank you for being ready, on your game. Ready. Thank you, ready. Griffin. I actually was just going to say the greatest hits that time. Uh, and also, you will be able to listen to it Friday night uh, on 105.7 The Fans. So you will hear in its entirety the Tyus Bowser show. Come hell or high water. And why those things would come, I don't know, but just in case. All right, so much-needed win for the Orioles last night. Um, really, essentially a must-win, which you could tell because Brandon Hyde sure as hell managed it like it was a must-win game. Went to Dylan Tate awfully early. There were people that were questioning, hey, why wouldn't... It's weird. He kind of said, I didn't want to do that on Monday when he went to Nick Vespi. Somebody might say, well, why not? If you were going to do it the next night, why wouldn't you have done it? Why was Tuesday must-win when Monday wasn't? You're facing the same team. You dug yourself quite the hole falling four and a half games back. I don't have those answers, but I do understand that there are only so many pitchers that Brandon Hyde can turn to, and this is part of the problem. For as much as, again, a lot of us said, hey, we understand the Jorge Lopez thing, the reality is that it left Brandon Hyde kind of with a hand tied behind his back because he only has three pitchers that he trusts coming out of the bullpen at this point. That's it. There's Batista, there's Tate, there's Perez, end of list. He's tried using Joey Crable in high-leverage situations. That has backfired. Brian Baker got off to a pretty good start to the season. Now it's a hold on to your butts every time he comes into a game. Um, you know, Keegan Aiken was a very valuable part of the bullpen earlier on in the year. Not a guy that you can put into a high-leverage situation. They only have so many guys they can turn to. And they had to fire all of them bullets last night. They had to go two innings of of Jose uh, Jose Batista. I don't think it's Jose. They had to go two innings of playing the Blue Jays. All of a sudden, yeah. I got and that and Rugnet Odor is fighting. So <laughs> I'm thinking about somebody. They had to go two innings of Batista last night. Felix Batista. They had to um, go back for another inning of Dylan Tate when they put him in. And Dylan Tate did a masterful job. I mean, my God, what a job he did of getting out, them out of trouble in the fourth. But uh, you're basically saying, hey, if Dean Kramer isn't brilliant tonight we're kind of effed it's the reality and you went all in to win one game and i get it like that's that's where you are and i'm sure there'll be even more roster moves coming but there's nobody they can call upon that they can count on to pitch in a high leverage spot tonight i know a lot of people were talking the ninth inning i asked the question on twitter just to ask it are we second guessing whether brandon hyde should have pulled Batista after the Orioles scored three more runs in the eighth inning in order to make sure they protected him for tonight. At the time, a lot of what I got back was, well, you know, he's not going to throw that many pitches. Given that they got an off day on Thursday, they can turn around and pitch him again tonight. Maybe. Figure out what the total number of pitches was. He threw 25. 25. Yeah, he threw 25. So even though he got into some trouble in the ninth inning, it's not like the pitch count got super elevated. Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, it's... It's still dicey. I mean, it's it's still dicey. You definitely don't get him for more than an inning tonight. If oh, yeah. You, there's no way you can go back for a two-inning appearance no. from Batista tonight. Um, you're pinning yeah. a lot on Kramer. And now maybe the answer for tonight is that Jordan Lyles could be available out of the bullpen. Like maybe. I don't know if that's the way that you want to use him. I don't know if. You, I certainly don't think he's a guy that you want to put in with like runners on base. 
But if you have to go to somebody in the fifth inning or in the fourth inning in tonight, if you get in trouble, that you could then – I just don't know what Jordan Lyle's situation – I don't think he was at the ballpark again last night. Really? If I, I saw correctly. I, th- I think I, I saw one of the beat reporters say – again, I because I was doing the Bowser show, I wasn't able to watch the broadcast until I got in the car later. Um, and even then I was kind of doing both things. I w- <laughs> la- last night I actually – this is a true story. After the Bowser show, I came back here. And the reason I did that – was because I was doing a fantasy draft. We've got a sort of a media fantasy league that we kind of created with uh, Ryan Ripkin is behind. Um, and so I had to do that, and I wanted to watch the tennis, and I wanted to watch the baseball. So I was like, I actually think I'd be better suited sitting where Griffin's sitting right now with all of the screens and monitors around him. <laughs> and so I literally had the baseball up on there and the tennis up on that one, and I was doing my fantasy draft on my computer in front of me. <laughs> There's a lot going on, editing audio from the Tyus Bowser show. So I was there was a lot of distractedness. Maybe I missed it with Jordan Lyles, but I thought I saw one of the beat reporters tweeting that Jordan Lyles was at home. So, I, I, again, I, I hope he's okay. And if it's the flu, you know, typically 24 or so hours and you get through it and you're all right. You're right, yeah. Nathan Ruiz said that he is sitting at home. Because uh, he like his tweet was chicken good. Noodle, chicken noodle soup in hand. Right, like I, desperately wanting to eat these innings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I, maybe that's part of like maybe if they get Jordan Lyles back today, that that could be a backup plan. You know, I had thought that perhaps they would have him go back into the rotation come Friday, but perhaps they say, look, we again we got to deal with things as we deal with them. This is playoff baseball, which is one of my favorite one of my favorite things in the world is when you you watch baseball that's so intense that you have to make reckless decisions. I always talk about one of my favorite things in baseball, it's so dumb, is when you see a team go with five infielders because they just know, hey, if the ball gets out of the infield, we're losing, right? Like, it's that, it's that moment where you just do reckless, insane things. Now, we see more of that, obviously, with the shift, but, like, in 1996, when the Orioles won the playoffs, I would wild out in those moments, like, oh, my God, look at, look at how they're doing this. Now we're kind of used to it. Um, but I appreciate the fact that Brandon Hyde is understanding. You're four and a half games back. You're, you're about, if they had lost last night, they were going to be five and a half games back of a playoff spot. Cooked. Cooked. You have to manage like this. You have no choice but to manage with your hair on fire. Your life is on the line. And so I, I appreciate the decisions that he made. I do have to wonder what that looks like tonight because you're putting an awful lot on Dean Kramer's shoulders. And don't get me wrong, I know Dean Kramer has pitched well. But like that's where we are. That everything comes down to Dean Kramer. And I hope that Dean Kramer can handle that. I hope, you know, that he goes out and he's proven he is this this is who he is now. He's ready to be this guy. It would be spectacular if that proved to be the case. But yikes. It's a lot to ask. And if you do, you know, again, I it could be the option is you understand there's a, a, a Jordan Lyles piggyback there. Maybe. Maybe. Again, I don't know that. But if Jordan Lyles tells you, hey, I'm I'm good, then you might, if you're Brandon Hyde, say, we've got two pitchers to use to get us through tonight's game and get us to an off day. And so who all who else pitched last night? Run me through who all pitched last the, night. I mean, all the A guys. I think Tate went over an inning. Right. Um, uh, uh, 
Perez, I think he might have only gone one. So Baker me, went, I think, an inning plus. Well, yeah, but Baker's not somebody that yeah. you want. I mean, like, you get it. Uh, okay, was, yeah, so Tate went an inning in two-thirds. Perez went an inning in a third. Let me look at their pitch counts here. Yeah, that's the, uh, Perez threw 17, Tate threw 30, so Tate's probably... Yeah, Tate, I, I Tate's think, is definitely available. not an option. But Pere- Perez okay. had 17. So, for example, there is the possibility that tonight, if the Orioles are struggling to score, and if the Blue Jays are up, like, 2-1 in the fourth inning and have two runners on base that they go to he goes to Perez and says hey in the fifth Lyles. Jordan Lyles is going to come in I, I like that and we'll ride Jordan Lyles for as long as we can or whatever the scenario even if it's the third inning mm-hmm. it might very well be that they go into the night assuming they have two starting pitchers and that's what they're using to get them through this game with if needed an A bullpen guy to bridge the gap in the in an early inning to get them to Lyles to say, well, Lyles has to go eat the innings. But the reality is, like, Lyles eating innings is all well and good. If the Orioles' offense is struggling, you can't have the Jordan Lyles, you know, he can pitch you six innings, but he's going to give up four runs in the process. Like, that that ain't going to work if the Orioles' offense is struggling. And I get it. They scored nine runs last night. But are, are we expecting them to do that every night? You hope that all of the other not, and we'll talk about it in a minute, you hope that all of the other nonsense from last night serves to be kind of a wake-up moment for this offense. You hope that that is a whatever it, it invigorates them, it it gets them going, whatever it does, you hope that's the case. I mean, it led Rugnet Odor to make a completely reckless decision to try to take second base, but obviously he made the greatest slide in the history of baseball. So, you know, that's that's I can't criticize the man. He was safe. I mean, like legitimately safe. He got to second base. I understood. I don't even remember who was in center field. I remember. I don't even understand that he noticed that they were lollygagging and said, "Well, why? Why the hell not? Why not go for it?" But he should have been out by, as Kevin Brown said, at thirty feet. I mean, he yeah. should have been out by a mile. It was a reckless decision, and he's made a few of those this season. Just reckless. All instinct, all you know, all heart, no brains types of decisions, all gas, no brakes like types of decisions. And again, it worked out last night, and thank God it did because the Orioles, if if Rugnet Odor is out in that situation, that three run inning doesn't happen. And then they're only up by one going to the bottom of the ninth, where if you remember, they gave up a run. So. Thank God he was safe. I, I hope that this is the moment that the bats come to life, that this inspires them. Am I confident in that? No, of course not. Lord, I'm not confident. How could I be confident in that? And that's the tricky part about even going with saying we think we have a Jordan Lyles piggyback for tonight, if they do. And again, first of all, he's got to be healthy enough for that to be an option. Um, the tricky part about that is... Uh, okay, but Jordan Lyles innings eatings not typically six scoreless. You're gonna have to score some runs, and uh, look, I I am grateful that we're playing meaningful baseball. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to feel the energy. To have night like last night was a wild night, man. It was a wild night to watch a baseball game, but whew, 
You're asking so much. You're asking so much. You're putting a lot on Dean Kramer's shoulders going into the night. I, I, I hope he comes through swimmingly. I mean, I really, I, I pray that Dean Kramer is ready for this moment. Again, am I confident? <sighs> Hard to be. Hard to be confident. Now, as far as all the extra correct, correct, cur, uh, extracurricular activity is concerned, it exhausts me. I, I know we're doing a lot of like rallying behind Rugnet Odor for talking about putting Vladimir Guerrero on his back. I know we're doing a lot of that nonsense. And first of all, props to anyone for protecting Adley Rutschman. That part, let me start with. This goes back to like Ryan Jensen going after Kiko Alonso a few years ago. Dude, there's got to somebody on your team's got to realize this guy's the franchise. You ain't coming after him. You want to fight somebody, fight me. You ain't going after Adley Rutschman. So that part to protecting your guy, I got no problem with. I still don't fully understand exactly what happened here. Brian Baker ran his mouth, which, like, there's some irony there, Brian Baker yeah. being the one to run his mouth. But my God, man, like, this is baseball in 2022. Again, if you are such a man baby that somebody chirping or somebody celebrating a home run or celebrating a big play or whatever it is is getting under your skin, dude, you ain't got, there's no room for you here at this point. Like, uh, imagine, imagine Vlad Guerrero Jr. being this worked up about someone chirping. Imagine Teoscar Hernandez being this worked up. Like, those guys have never been excited about hitting a home run. I don't know what Brian Baker might have said. And if he said something... It, I mean, I yeah, obviously don't know. But it looked like he was just, like, kind of just going... I don't know. Like, he was just, like, kind of, like, doing this. I right. Think. So, like, he was, like, they were, like, talk, I guess they were saying something from the dugout. So... And he just looked at them and then went like this. Right. Like, if that's what... If you're that worked up about that, you have a problem. Now, if Brian... If there's something else we don't know, like if Brian Baker said something disparaging about their wives or something like that, it's a different conversation. But if it's just antics, if it's just, you know, nonsense, dude, this trying to prove what a tough guy you are is sad and pathetic. It's one of the weakest things you could ever... It, I, I know we make fun of the concept of toxic, toxic masculinity... Right, because we just throw it around. But that is the definition of toxic masculinity. You have nothing to offer. You're just trying to prove that you're tough. But you're not. And I and I respect the fact that someone would say, hey, but we know Rugnet Odor is, right? Because we've seen it before. Rugnet Odor actually is a tough guy. Well, I mean, come on, man. I come on. <laughs> Like, he's not fighting five rounds in the octagon on Saturday night. He punched a guy once. I'm the least tough human being on the face of the planet. I've punched somebody before. Like, I'm not, I'm not going there, which isn't to say the Rugnet Odor isn't tough, and I'm not saying that I want to fight the guy. I want to make that abundantly clear. My point is that all of it to me is exhausting. It's just exhausting. I'm so uninterested in all of this. I'm uninterested in the old school baseball people who are like, oh, I remember when, when this type of stuff wouldn't happen and people respected the game. I'm so uninterested in the, the idea that somebody making a hand motion is, is offensive to me, is, strikes me to my core. Like I'm so uninterested in all of it. 
I'm not on to say I'm on the Orioles side because I'm an Orioles fan, like I guess, but I'm really on no one's side because it's all nonsense. It's all so effing exhausting. If somebody's coming after Adley Rutschman, I appreciate defending Adley Rutschman. I appreciate Rudin Edodor saying we can't have that guy getting into a fight. We can't have that happen. So we're stepping in between. Jorge Mateo holding up 500 pounds of Blue Jays, as was pointed out on Twitter. Um, Respect. Respect. We got to protect Adley Rutschman, so respect for that. But everything else is so nonsense. It's so pathetic. It's so embarrassing. Like, to see that scene of of 100 dudes all out on the field, guys running in from the bullpens, it's just so, like... What what is this over? What is this about? <laughs> no one got stabbed. <laughs> like, what is this? And we're so used to it because it's existed in baseball. Of course, there used to be real fights in baseball. There used to be, like, you know, actual brawls in baseball. We haven't seen one of those in a long time. Um, These teams play, what, another eight, yeah, I mean, seven th- times? Yeah, there's an opportunity. There's times. no doubt about yeah. that. Um, and I get it. Like, the um, the the emotions are high. And the intensity is significant because of the stakes. I understand that. But still, it's just so pathetic. Like, I, I don't understand. It's so pathetic. I, I, we are, I'd like to hope that at some point, like, our brains are formed. And we understand that the, the drunken Friday nights, somebody says something to you at a bar and so you want to fight them because of it. Like, I, I'd like to hope that most mature humans get over that at a reasonable age. I know they don't. I know there are some people that never do. But the rest of us understand how pathetic those people are. How weak they are. This is all very weak. This is all so sad. And it does not, I can't, I personally cannot tell you, yeah, now I'm fired up. It's the opposite of that. Now I'm, I'm good. Like, please stop that. Please just play baseball. I'll, I'll quote Rita. I'm tired. I'm tired of all the crap. Please just play baseball. Please just win. If the Orioles are the tough guys and they turn around and they lose tonight, what did that do for them? Just go win a baseball game. That's all I care about. That's the only thing that matters. You're not going to make a game up in the standings because you look tougher in a standoff. It doesn't work that way. It never will. I just don't care about this stuff. I just want you to play baseball and win baseball games. Again, protect your guy. If somebody really was coming after Adley Rutschman, that's what Rugnet Odor said, if somebody really was coming after Adley Rutschman, I appreciate the fact that Rugnet Odor understands the best thing he can do for this baseball team is protect that guy. Because that guy's a star. There's nothing happening for this team if they lose that guy. If tonight somebody's throwing at somebody, I, I, I ain't stomaching. If somebody, I, I heard that from people. That, yeah. that, you know, in the ninth inning, once the Orioles went up by four runs, you should be throwing at Teoscar Hernandez. Get the Whoa. F out of here. Get out of here that's some caveman s you have problems 
And the umpires absolutely going into the night will have to, before the game, do the bit where they put warnings. Like, we're not messing around the night. Anything that looks suspect, you're gone. Which is problematic. Because sometimes pitchers just lose control of the ball, and sometimes the ball hits somebody. And you run the risk of losing a starting pitcher. If Dean Kramer just loses control of the pitch and it hits someone tonight, specifically if it was Guerrero or Hernandez, there is a risk that he just gets yanked quickly. That's the reality of the circumstances. This is why I hate all of this nonsense. Because the umpires kind of don't have a choice. They have to be ahead of it after seeing what happened last night. And that puts some risk into where Dean Kramer can pitch because if he pitches inside and misses, he could end up getting heaved. That's why I hate all of this. I hate all of this crap. Just play baseball. And I'm not blaming the Orioles. And it certainly seemed like the Blue Jays were more to blame for getting all pissed off about what what did what was going on with Snyder when he got thrown he, out? Well, the umpire was had been well, yeah, bad. The umpire was yeah, bad. The umpire was, was bad. Was it just and him chirping about a call? Was that all I, it was? I think, well, I think the inning before there was a ball really low in the zone that was called a strike on the Blue Jays, and then Mountcastle took one, took the same pitch, but it was called a ball, and so then he came out. And okay, guess, but it was it was just that probably like it, a little you know a little ceremonious like need to fire my guys up. I guess probably I'm not sure, but, but it's okay. But it, yeah. just to be clear, yeah, it was yeah, yeah, not it wasn't, it wasn't any follow up on what had happened yeah, before. No, no, no. It was just no. about the umpire. not at least not as far okay. as I know. All right. Um, ugh, sick of all of it. All right. Um, we are going to call Drew. Um, ah, he's not going to make it in. No, that's that's so yeah. sad. That's wanna, so sad. Yes, wanna... I would like to take a break. We'll take a break, and we'll talk to Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Um, hey, if you missed it yesterday on top of our show, Stan the Fan uh, had a great show with our buddy Danny Black, Baltimore Sports Collectibles. If you missed it, you can find it right now, Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Drew Forrester's next, Glenn Clark Radio. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at PressBoxOnline.com slash Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 20th at Skip Jack's Crab Deck in Middle River. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialists. That first sip. That first bite. Mmm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 11.40, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. This is the sound of 70,000 Ravens fans cheering a win. And this is the sound of Diane Heil of Annapolis cheering her own Ravens win. Woohoo! Seats for 20 years! Last year, Diane played Maryland Lottery Raven scratch-offs and won Raven season tickets for 20 years. Look for Raven scratch-offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. You can win up to $100,000 or great Ravens prizes. Take it from Diane. It's surreal and it's exciting and I literally can't wait. Please play responsibly. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, we continue along on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Today's show also brought to you by... Oh, this was brought to you by the print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Pressbox or read it all, pressboxonline.com. On the cover, that's Mark Andrews. He's larger than life. His uh, path to NFL stardom was not um, n- not exactly the most common path or not the most likely path. And you can read all about that, a great cover story from Bo Smolka about Mark Andrews. On the, the cover of this month's print issue of Press Box, again, available right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. Thought he was coming in today. We had a pickle slushy for him and everything. What the hell happened? Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. What, what do you have going on that's so important? Well, I, I, I'm a mile away from you. <laughs> okay. I mean, I know. I, I'm not even a mile away if I told you where I was. Are you at Calvert Hall? I'm I'm really close to that. You know why? why? And this is something you'll be familiar with in a few years. Because my 15-year-old son forgot his lunch at home. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then, Dad, and Dad, literally sitting in the parking lot at your location, has to go home to get get it. Then I get home. And the dog needs to go out. Mm. No problem. It's ten. Mm. It's it's nine fifty-five. Mm. I let the dog out. Nine fifty-five. I let the dog out. The dog runs around for a few minutes. Won't come in. I go out get the dog. It's ten oh six. Get in my car. Drive about halfway over to see you. Guess where my son's lunch is? Still at home. Mm. So this one's not on him now. This one's on. Uh, so now- <laughs> So now I forgot his lunch. Right, correct. This one's on Dad. But then I got to be 
Now I got to go back home. Now I'm driving back over with the lunch. So anyway, uh, how about those Orioles? How about those Orioles? <laughs> Um, look, man, I, I just did my diatribe about it. I, I If Rugnet Odor was protecting Adley Rutschman, bless him for that, because that's, you know, the most important thing he can do for this team this season. But all of it is just so, like, the, the people that are like, this is what gets me fired up. Hell, you know, like, I, none of this does anything for me. This is, it's all so pathetic and embarrassing, all of the no- extracurricular nonsense. Well, you know what I'm going to say. I mean, you and I don't agree on much because I'm old and you're middle-aged, but we always have agreed on this garbage of you got mad because this guy did this and this guy did that, and the only way to you know the the, the only way to handle that is the way baseball yeah. boys handle yeah. it. But, you know, we're we're we're, we're going to get you. I saw somebody said last night. I, I think the score. I I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure it was nine five in the ninth inning. And someone said, now would be a good time to plunk Bichette. Oh, I saw a few of those last night. I mean, I oh, saw a few of Oh, that's a really good idea. Let's put runners on base yep. in a game that we are treating like Game 7. That's a good idea. On a, on a team, by the way, with almost every guy in the roster could hit a three-run home run at any moment. Yep. Yep. Go ahead and put that guy on base. Yep. Now, if you want to walk him, if you want to, if you're, if you want to pitch creatively to him, as I like to say, and you coax a six-pitch walk out of him, okay. But you hitting the guy for purposes of some sort of retribution because he stared into the dugout. I mean, like, what is wrong with you, people? No, it's just pathetic. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. It's I, pathetic. I, I just cannot understand it. Like. No. And the whole thing with Brian Baker and, like, he, he looked into our dugout. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 He, he, he's not allowed to look into your dugout. Right. I mean, this, some of this probably goes back to the Hyde and Robbie Ray thing last year where Robbie Ray's taken, you know, or was that two years ago? Robbie Ray's taken, you know, 75 seconds between pitches. And once he knew that Hyde didn't like it. Yeah, then he was going to do it. Then he was going to take 100, right. (laughs) Right, right, right. Right. So it probably goes back to that. But, like, it's just, it's so comical what offends these guys. Uh, They are children. It's hilarious. They're children. They are pathetic, sad children. And and what I said, like, we we can all say, hey, uh, no harm, no foul, right, at the end of the day. And maybe it gets this team fired up. And maybe it's what inspires them or whatever. Here's the problem, though. After all of this last night, inevitably, if, if Dean Kramer tries to pitch inside to Vlad Guerrero tonight and loses it a little bit and it ends up hitting him, he might get tossed in the second inning right. of tonight's game, because the umpire is going to go going to go into tonight saying we're not having any of that stuff. So Gotta, yeah, because now because the umpires are meeting as we speak, having a lunch somewhere in downtown, another hundred and ten dollar a day per diem, and the umpires are saying, now you know it's up. To, we can't let this get out of hand tonight. Correct. This thing could boil over tonight. We 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 got a the first sign of animosity. We got to nip it in the bud. Yep. Because yep. they want to be the show. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's that they want to be the shit, but they, to the, hang on a second. I actually will defend them a little bit. I get it. Like, that's, that's what – this shouldn't exist 
there shouldn't be guys right. trying to throw at somebody tonight. So I understand them saying. Oh, well, that's true, too. Right. I, I understand them going before the game, both managers, and saying, look, we're not doing any of it. That we're, This ends. They got to play seven more games against each other this season. Like, this is over. If y'all are doing any any funny business tonight, we're we're ending it. And that screws over a pitcher who wants to work inside knowing that might end up getting away from him and it might be no intent whatsoever, but you could end up losing your pitcher because of it. That's why all of this is nonsense. It's all just the height of nonsense. Um, thing like this dude, Bichette, with the series he's having? Oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the heck? Everything he hits looks like it's going out of the park. Correct. Well, at some point, like, I, I'm not... I, at some point, you just don't pitch to him, don't you? Like, at some point, you give him the Aaron well, Judge treatment, don't you? I would say that, like, it, it, I would say that tonight, if if we get, if there's runners on first and second, and he comes up, I, I'd be very, very careful with him. And as crazy as it sounds, you might be better off walking. Yeah, like, let somebody just else Just based on you. what he's done. Right. Just based on what he's done for these four games. Let's some, right? Let somebody else be the one that ruins this. For three games. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. It really is unbelievable. I mean, they just can't get him out. Now, the, the catcher also, you know, the catcher had yeah, four could. hits last night, yep. too. Yep. But it, it's yep. still, like, it's pretty remarkable just to see that, just to see every time he comes up, it's it's either going out of the park or it's going out there somewhere where no one can catch it. So so Brandon Hyde managed the game last night with with his hair on fire, obviously. Like managed it as if it was right. a playoff game. And I get that. I understand where he's coming from. But the what comes out of that is okay, this one's just as important tonight, and you're essentially saying Hey, everything's gonna come down to Dean Kramer because we ain't got much to turn to in the bullpen at this point. Like you're putting your season yeah. in the hands of Dean Kramer this evening. I, I, I you know, and it's a it's a catch twenty two, and you know we're kind of stupid for arguing about the fact that they won. But I, I'm not sure I would have had the piece to come out last night for the ninth. Although I guess there's a train of thought that they're off tomorrow. And if I've got to bring Batista in tonight, maybe I say to him, "Okay, here's the deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll bring you in either to start the ninth and give you 15 pitches, or you won't start the ninth. And if they get a runner on, and I'm doing this obviously presupposing that the game's in the balance, and if they get a runner on, then I'll bring you in. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a perfect world, I would have not brought him back out, and I would have assumed." Hey, we can hold a four-run lead, but but it's but you're talking about a very dangerous offensive team who seemingly has our number a little bit in Baltimore for whatever weird reason. Um, and I guess you know they, these guys know if there's one pitcher you assume you can tax a smidgen today, maybe it is Batista because he you know he's throwing he, he really only throws every time you have a chance to win. It's not. It's not like he's in there no matter what the score in the fifth or sixth inning. So, I don't know. I mean, they won. Far right. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not questioning the way that Brandon Hyde went about it last night. I really am not. Like, I, I think he had to do that. I think if there's a question, it's why would you go to Dylan Tate early in the game last night when you weren't willing to do that the night before, right? Like, why was last right, night right, must right. win but the night before wasn't must win? But that's a different conversation, right? Like, I, I get it. They're four and a half games back. 
you lose that game last night, it's over. Really, it's over. Like, it's the end. I understand why he did it. It's just me realizing the ramifications of it. The ramifications of it are... You're you're in the situation that you're in. Maybe if Jordan Lyles is is okay, he could help you out tonight and get you through the game. Is there an update on yeah, that? Yeah, we have an update. Literally seconds ago, yeah. uh, Rockabato just tweeted that uh, um, Tyler Wells is coming off the IL and he will be starting tonight. What the f? Yeah, that was that was my reaction. Wait, really? Yes. Who is? Tyler Wells will be starting tonight. Okay. What in the blue hell? Has Tyler Wells made a rehab appearance? I think he has made a rehab appearance. Uh, let me find out. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I don't know how many innings. Tyler Wells was on an innings count when he was healthy. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how much they can get out of Tyler Wells tonight. I mean, I, look, Tyler Wells pitched really well, so hopefully he's ready to go. My God, that is uh, that is pretty dramatic. I don't know why, no doubt. why to start, though. Like That part I don't get either. I, is there something wrong with Dean Kramer? I, not that I know of yet. Um, oh, God. Imagine if he caught the bug that Jordan Lyles had. This is – what a dramatic turn oh, of we'll events. Call it, we'll call, we call COVID the bug now. Yeah, that's what, that's what we're calling it, the bug. That's where we are. All right. Well, gotcha. here we go. Tyler Wells goes for the yeah, birds and, tonight. And if, but that's why you probably think something has to be wrong with Kramer. I can't. Because why wouldn't Wells piggyback pick, off? Correct. Of, why yeah. wouldn't he be available out of the bullpen tonight? Yeah. Now, maybe it's I, whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to try to figure this out. I know nothing. So Tyler Wells starts the night for the birds in another must-win game against the Blue Jays. Um, hey, football season starts on Sunday. I, I, are you – Drew Forrester is with us. Are you oddly not feeling like a lot – Maybe it's just because the Orioles are good, so it's a little bit different. I am not feeling nearly as much like pandemonium as I typically do about the start of a Ravens season. No, 100%, and I would say the answer to that is twofold. A, you're right. Um, The Orioles being relevant definitely matters, right? We haven't had this in five years, and so usually by August the 1st, we got all of our Ravens gear on, and and the second thing is, I do think because you start on the road, there, you know, it, there is a little bit, uh, there is, this week would normally have a bunch of hype. There'd be a concert. They'd bring in some uh, washed-up band, uh, OAR, somebody to do a <laughs> show out there. <laughs> you, know, you know, that guy is like, by the way, it was, it was all time low. And, you know, he's like maybe been the <laughs> nicest person ever to us. Like, maybe <laughs> not the guy. <laughs> like, of all the people for you to take shots at, like the guy that's gone out of the guy that's raised more clothes than you and I have over the wait, wait, wait. Years. I said O A R. I didn't say well, that, but low. it wasn't them. It was all time low. I'm I'm kidding. Anyway, um, a- a- anyway, hold on a second. Somebody's calling. By the way, they they started on the road um, last year for the record, and I felt way more a no. year ago. I think uh, the other part of it that I think is is true. I think we are worn down by the conversation entirely being about Lamar. Like, we've never yeah, – we've, we've I mean, barely I, talked about the football team. We've barely talked about everything has been so Lamar-centric. And I do think there's also a part of it where pe- there is a percentage of the fan base that's, like, genuinely concerned about the situation. Like, how is this going to play I would agree, out? But let, me, but let me say this, too. I, I will say – and. I got. I don't even really know the creative way to say this because it, it, I'm not going to say it would offend you or me, people that do this. But like ten years ago, the t- 
10 years ago, the menu for consumption of Ravens talk was very limited in this town and, sure. and all over the country. Sure. But in this town, the menu was very limited a decade ago. 2012, there were three or four spots you could go for Ravens content. And, you know, those entities were out at the football, uh, football complex every day. And, and if you really wanted to know who looked good today in practice, there were four places to find it. Today, there are 40. Now, 30 of them are, 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 are eyewash. They're just people who say, hey, let's start a Ravens podcast and call it the Purple Zone. And you and I will read Twitter, and then at 5 o'clock, we'll talk about the Ravens. Well, there's 30 of those people out there. I, right? I think you're underestimating so the, that the, number. I think it's more like 300. Okay. But, right. Yeah. But the menu, the menu for, for commentary and talk and chatter and this, whatever you want to call it, this bubbly euphoria about the season starting, it probably does exist, but it exists in way smaller pockets. And you and I aren't, aren't part of those pockets, right? So... In the past, they would all be they would all be centered around four or five entities. Now there they might be three hundred of them, and like you you could get as crazy as it sounds because our boss used to say to us, our real boss Paul would say, "You can't ever talk about the Ravens enough." Right, right. He would say that. Like, yep. just talk about the Ravens. Literally, he'd, 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 he'd walk into me on a, a Monday in May and say, "What are What are you planning on? What are you planning on doing today?" And right. I'd say, "Well, for like the first right. twenty minutes, I was going to talk about how the Ravens don't have any wide receivers." He'd say, "Why don't you do that for four hours?" Right. 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 So, like, so right. I do think right. that exists, right? I do think that that, and I also think, I also think, and and this is out of my wheelhouse because I don't really do it anymore. But I also think there's been a of a sizable shift in interest about the Ravens juxtaposed against the interest in fantasy football. Okay. So okay. If, you, if, if you, if you had a, a pie and, and you were cutting up pieces devoted to interest about the Ravens versus fantasy football a decade ago, it would have been eight pieces or six pieces of the pie for the Ravens two for fantasy football today. I'm not so sure it's not 4-4 four, four, or 5-3 the other way. Like, it's insane how many messages and ads I get delivered to me true. about fantasy football. It's true. Uh, by the way, uh, so, good news also. Uh, we learned yesterday that uh, mobile betting, it's finally taken the next step and should be here just in time for football season to be over. So that is that is some good The Masters, yes, right. correct. Right, just right. in time for that. Well, um, we can't, you know... We've got so much money at our disposal to use because of all this money we've brought in from the casinos. Yeah. We don't need mobile betting. Yeah, why would we need mobile betting? That's a great point. All right, all right. Uh, with that in mind, Would You Rather Wednesday today is a Ravens opener-themed version of Would You Rather Wednesday. It's brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill's got a fall seasonal menu that will be coming next week. I will have some updates for you, and I'll be looking forward. I believe uh, <clears throat> they're swinging by. You might want to plan on being here next Wednesday, Forrester, because I think 
There might oh. be some gifts oh. in studio next Wednesday oh. from our friends oh, at Glory oh, oh. Days Grill. Uh, of course, they always have oh, the best yeah. wings, ribs, and burgers. GloryDaysGrill.com in order to get your order in. Would you rather Wednesday number one? Uh, look at look at. I sent you a text right before you and I started talking. Did you see it? I saw it. Okay. Yes. Would you rather? I can promise you. Promise you that Ronnie Stanley is going to be healthy all season long. And Lamar is going to get a deal done before Sunday's game. If you eat a Richard Petty sandwich, which is something that came about, we learned last week that famed uh, uh, NASCAR driver Richard Petty, apparently his favorite sandwich is just mayonnaise and black pepper and no other things. And you need to go look at it to understand what I'm really saying because it's a big old layer of mayonnaise and a layer of black pepper. More pepper than you've ever seen in one situation in your life on both sides of the sandwich. So you have to eat one of those every day until the Super Bowl, but you get the guarantee. Ronnie Stanley's staying healthy. Lamar's getting his deal done. Or you choose not to, and you just take your chances. I'll take my chances. That's where I am. There's no chance. Yeah. No. I'll pass on it. No chance of it. No chance of it. If you'd have said, you know, Mugu Gai Pan or uh, right. Chicken Egg Foo Young or something. Well, you're going to do I'd that anyway. That, but, uh, <laughs> right. I'm gonna, I'll pass on the sandwich. Yeah, I'm, pretty, no thanks. I'm pretty sure for a couple of years you did do that every day at the Asian Kitchen out in right. Mills. Mills. Uh, um, number two, uh, same odds. Bet $1,000 on the Ravens to win the Super Bowl or on Lamar to be MVP again. I found that odd. Both have the exact same odds. Plus two thousand twenty to one. Which one you betting a thousand dollars on? Um, if I had to bet a thousand bucks on one of those two, yes, I would bet that the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Why? 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 I, I think there's. Well, I think there's just too many other players. You know, there's just too many other. There's just too many other guys that have a little bit more cachet with the media than Lamar. Like now, you've got to you've got to knock Mahomes out. You got to knock Justin Herbert out. You got to not, you know. Whereas you could go eleven and six and win the Super Bowl. I think okay. that's what the Rams did last year. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm listening. And number three, would you rather? Very simple for Sunday. It's Joe Flacco or it's Zach Wilson. Um, I would definitely take Zach Wilson. You know what I'm going to say about Flacco. If he plays, I'm very, very concerned about the football gods getting involved. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm very. I, I love, I'm telling you right now. I think the Ravens could win this game the way they beat the Dolphins a few years ago. Whatever it was, eighty to six. Right. Like I think the Ravens could go in there on Sunday and be like, okay, uh, we're gonna show you guys right from Jump Street. Uh, how's forty-eight to seven sound? Mm-hmm. I think they could do that. But I can easily paint a picture where if Flacco starts. Something weird happens, and he throws the ball into the end zone with 24 seconds left. It gets tipped up in the air and caught, and they win 17 to 16. Because <laughs> that's what the football gods do, right? I, I, that's what they do. I understand what you're saying. I find it highly it unlikely. Me. I, it's, I, do, I know. That, but if they play Zach Wilson, we win 44 to 6. It's the reason I'm asking the question. It's the reason because I know right. that. And I tried explaining this to a lot of, like, I, we had James Lofton on yesterday. I'm trying to explain to James Lofton 
everyone in Baltimore is worried about Joe Flacco. <laughs> like it's the, no doubt. it's yep, the Joe strangest Flacco. thing for a guy that does not look like he can be a quarterback in the NFL any longer. Like the last times we've seen him, everybody in Baltimore is very worried about the idea of Joe Flacco playing on Sunday. No, no, it's like, no question. It is. I, the I don't need to thing. see it. I don't need to see him at all. I don't need to see him come in with eight minutes left. Like I just don't need to see him at all. I mean, I I understand what it is that you're saying. I really do. I understand what you're saying. Um, hey, everybody's all fired up about uh, Live Golf, right? It was a huge weekend and uh, won yeah. the tournament, and everybody, it's just a, it's taking the world by storm, everybody, right? Everybody's fired up, but no one got to see it. Well, you know, but they're gonna wait. They're gonna end up on Fox, right? Like that's gonna end up happening inevitably. I would I would assume so. I mean, but I, you know, what, is there do we is there I, any I, reason like do the Murdochs have any issues with Greg Norman? I would think the well, Australian thing. Yeah, remember when when Greg Norman got canned from their coverage five or six years ago? He had some uncomplimentary things to say about Fox. Okay, I don't know that that would matter if the Saudis come around with two hundred fifty million and say, "Are you willing to forgive what Greg said?" Right. My guess is Fox would say, "Of course we are." Well, I mean, we're they, a forgiving they, group. But they love Donald Trump, and Donald Trump is basically the reason this thing exists, right? So, like, I would right, think, right. I would think that they'll right. be able to bridge. You know, I, I hear you. I think that they'll have some coverage in twenty three for sure. Yeah, but I mean, are they they'll, okay? They'll get some. Here's the other dumb guy question I have. Are they trying to pretend like one of these events matters in any way? Like, are they... I, I, I get that none of them do, but have they, like, tried to say, hey, but the one we play in, you know, wherever it is, not, that one's it's the it's big a one. Or something. Yeah, not really. Okay. Not, no, you know, they're, I think they're satisfied with where they, are, where they are, which is we have a group of really, really good players. We play music. We have parties, and we have... Um, you know, bouncy things for the kids and you can hit golf balls into a net. And, you know, I, I think they've developed what they believe is a good platform for a golf tournament, which is there's all these other things going on. Oh, and by the way, there's a golf tournament going on too. If you want to go out and watch those guys play. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's that. That's I, that. I, I, I saw people know, very bothered by the other day. Wait, wait, wait. This is a. I can't believe I'm asking this question. I saw people this weekend that are bothered by the. Apparently, they let their golfers wear shorts when they play. Just they did for a round as oh. a, as an audition, and I think they're going to continue to do it. What? Why? It just fits the model of we do things different. But why are why do people get worked up about that? What is the problem with that? Just because it's not. Nothing other than it's never been done. Okay, if that's, that's all, if that's things. all it is. Look, I've never been. I don't support what they're doing yeah. in any way, no, but just, I, I mean, it's a thousand. No, of, I, I, I always. I think, it's amazing to me the tough guy mentality when it comes to heat. Like people don't die in the heat. People die in the heat, and I, it's hilarious to me the way that we operate. In yeah, we'll suck it up, Sally. Like, no, somebody's going to die. I'm not sure if you're aware. Lots of people have died because of the heat. Maybe it's not the worst idea to no, think about I, whether guys should be able to wear shorts. No, I completely agree. And I, and I think it'll become – I think there'll be a time on the PGA Tour down the road when when players can wear shorts. i got to take Ethan his lunch. All right, all right. He's and, waving and, at me. Have a good day, pal. I appreciate you. DrewsMorningDish.com. Listen, right. um, next Wednesday, make sure we get those um, – those that Asian teriyaki sauce on the wings. Oh, the Korean number two sauce. It's incredible. Well, I don't. They're going to bring us something yeah. from the fall yeah. seasonal menu. I think is going to be the plan. Look, okay. at you, look at you try to put in orders. Who do you think you are? All right. Uh, I'll, 
Talk to you I'll next be week. there. All right. See you, buddy. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com. Yeah, I heard a rumor about Glory Days Grill maybe stopping by next Wednesday. I can't. I don't. It doesn't do anything for any of our listeners. Just for us. I mean, you can you can listen to us describe the delicious food. It's like that scene. Which which American Pie movie was it where he had to eat the the dog poo? Um, I unfortunately cannot help you there. Oh God! I think it was the <laughs> the uh, American Wedding. I believe it was. Mm. Where uh, the he lost the the dog ate the ring, it's a whole it's just it's truly disturbing. I mean it's it's one of the more disturbing scenes in yeah, a film it was wedding. I've, ever, You're right. I've ever seen. Um, please describe it for the lady. Describe the taste. It's chewy. I have to see you. We can play it. No, I okay. I'm good. Okay, I'm good. Well, go ahead. Huh? Well, 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 maybe not. Maybe not. Is the volume up on the YouTube clip? What you have in your hand there? This one? <laughs> no, the other one. It's chocolate truffle. Oh, yummy. <laughs> Where did you get that? Oh, the caterer said she was saving the truffles for tomorrow. You sneaky devil. <laughs> well, hey, I managed to sneak one right past her. <laughs> oh, come on, this woman loves chocolate. At least give her a tiny nibble. Give it to Mama. Mama don't want this. This is the only piece that I have. Idiot. Well, break it in half. Come on. You know what? Let's just leave the surprises till tomorrow, huh, guys? It's going to be a great day. I'd like my surprise right now. No, come it's on. mine. Right, no, give it to me. No. Give me the tea, darn truffle. Oh. <gasps> Steven, that is so selfish. Mm, It's good. Is it? Is it sweet? (coughs) So sweet. Close your mouth when you chew, Steven. Don't do that. At least you can describe to the lovely woman how delicious it is. That's the line that I was looking for. Describe to the lovely woman. Well, tastes like twigs and berries. Is it Swiss or French chocolate? Maybe German. Really? Uh, is it okay. creamy? You want to keep going? Yeah. No, I think, okay. I think we've made the point. <laughs> God, such a disturbing moment. It's not a very good... Look, <laughs> nothing after the first one was really all that good. The um, The second one was okay. After that, it was just all all, all very downhill. All very downhill. Uh, I don't know how we got there from Glory Days Grill. Uh, but yeah, Glory Days Grill. We're doing that next Wednesday. Hey, today's show is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. It's the best place to watch and bet on all sports, including week one of the NFL season. And this week, you make a bet in the FanDuel Sportsbook of $50 or more. Any football bet, $50 or more. You're a Live Rewards member. You're registered to be a part of Sunday's FanDuel Combine with great prizes, free food, and the best atmosphere you could ever ask for in the Hall at Live for watching the week one games. It's all you got to do. Get to the FanDuel Sportsbook this week, literally up until kickoff on Sunday. You could show up on Sunday before the games, make your $50 bet, and then you're in for the FanDuel Combine on Sunday afternoon. Oh, man, it's going to be a great day in the Hall at Live for the FanDuel Combine. Get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook this week at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Let us shift gears. Um, Towson Football opened up their season on Saturday with an overtime win against Bucknell. 
And we got to see our next guest get back on the field. Um, he is now quarterback at Towson University. Of course, you remember him previously from his time at Maryland, and it's kind of come full circle back in the area. It's a pleasure to welcome back to the show Tyrell Pigrome, Piggy as we know him, who's back with us here on GCR. Tyrell, it's Glenn and Griffin. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Thank you. Nice. Uh, thank you for having me. Absolutely, dude. It's good to chat with you. Can you, you know, kind of take us through how this all came about for you? How Towson University ended up being your home to wrap up your college football career? Well, it was really just like I was like just uh, after my visit here, just me and the guys and the coaches like just felt like you know it's not a good place to be. And I feel like when I, even when I was at Maryland, I feel like this area, like Maryland's a good area. Just like the DMV area is a good area to like be in, live in. Everyone is like see it. And, like, yeah, and like, just the bond with the coaches and players was good, too, when I came on my visit. I was going to ask, like, was there something special about being back in the area? Like, was did it did it feel kind of wild to you? Like, holy crap, I'm, I'm back here now. <laughs> like, did that really kind of – I mean, I mean, I mean, kind of not, not really because, like, even when I had left, I was still coming back up here. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, like, I will stay back and forth a little bit even when I had left because, like, just, like, all my friends I made here, you know what I'm saying, my uh, – my girl, uh, she stayed up here too, also. So, like, just be back and forth and plus, I like the area, like I said. So, it really wasn't nothing new for real, for it. Just like, okay, I'm here, like, it's a new blessing opportunity. That's, all, that's how I feel for me, that's, really. Just that, a new blessing opportunity. That's cool. Did, were you aware of any of the history that, that Rob and Towson have had with transfer quarterbacks and guys that came here and, like, you know, the Flacco's of the world? Were you, you aware of any of that when you made your decision? No, sir. Right, but, like, I had found out about Flacco, like, 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 as I was talking to the coach about, like, player he was you know what kind of guy he was like and obviously i heard some great things about him so yeah okay so it, so it was just this to you was just a good fit that's all it was which is really cool i mean that's really cool the way that it worked out um uh, tyrell for you you know everything that you've already accomplished all the things that you've already done as a player what were the priorities for you coming into this season knowing you got one more shot to play what was it that you wanted to accomplish from this season it's like ending on ending on a good note. Really, just having a winning season, building building like bonds with new guys, new coaches, new you no know saying new people, and just having a new thing like been having a better season than I had in all my careers, and just you know saying have a better like be a better me, a better like me as a player, as a person, a friend. However, I can be a better person. Just like just want to keep continuing to grow in every aspect. I say like I feel like I win. Like it's a victory for me and like for everybody that's around because like just me having like a good spirit and like having a good heart, showing you what kind of person I am, player. I feel like you just like my energy is to rub off on God, just like how I am, like how I be seen, like as a good person. That's cool, man. That's cool. Tyrell Pigram is with us here on GCR, Towson quarterback. They're getting ready for a big one on Saturday, the battle for Greater Baltimore against Morgan State, seven o'clock. Going to be a great atmosphere at United Stadium. You're going to want to be out there. Um, uh, Tyrell, you know, obviously a unique situation in the opener as a couple of you guys played. Did, did you feel like as you got here, did, were you promised anything? Were, were you okay with the idea of, hey, I still, even coming down a level, I've got to compete. i got to prove what I'm all about. Oh, yes, more definitely. Like, even, like, even like whoever I talked to in the recruiting process, even when I told them, like, I told them the same thing. Like, I don't want nothing given to me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, because nothing's never given to me in, in the real world. So, like, you know, this is the real world. How I look at it, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I told them, it don't matter, like, whatever situation may be, well, have like if I'm not doing my part, don't play me. If I am doing my part, you know, what I'm saying okay, let it be okay. But if not, just don't never give me anything. You know, what I'm saying I always coach me. Let me know when I'm wrong, right? Like I just want to, like you know, what I'm saying just like I don't want nothing given to me. So I made that be known to them when I got here, even when I had took a visit. Like yeah, like they told me that also, like nothing would be given to me. So like I respect that also because like 
nothing's out here is given to nobody. You got, you got to earn and work for everything out here. So like, yeah, I understand that. So I I understand. Kinda, do you feel yeah. like do you feel like you've earned that moving forward? Do you feel like you've you've proven yourself? You're the guy to lead this team. I mean. I'm not. I'm not sure. We're just gonna see. Like you know, say, have I been working on myself and better myself? Yes, of course. Have I been building like bonds with guys on the team from every aspect, from every position? Yes, I'll say that. But like, I all come down to performance at the end of the day. Like whether you know it or whether you show it at practice. Like okay, that's fine. But like you gotta show up when it when it counts. I get like, it. Saturday. You I know get what it. Right. So at the end of the day, like yeah, I gotta just improve. You know what I'm saying? Just like continue to grow as a player, as a person on Saturdays and put us in better situation. Put us in like the best situation to win. That's all I can say. Really, just put us in best position to win. Just help us. Win. Like I just got to do my job to help us win. I was saying, like, make sure everybody stays together and work, and just like continue to work. I'll say. I understand that. But by, like, by yeah, the way, like, fall. I mean, one for one though, right? Like you guys, huh. you, you delivered a win, right? So so far, yeah. so good in that capacity. That's what matters most at the end of the day. What what is it that you still say, Tyra? For for as as long as you've been doing this. Where do you uh-huh. still see areas that you say, I, I can still get better here? These are still things that I can grow as a quarterback. I, I'll say, like, just being a vocal leader, just being more vocal, you know what I'm saying? Like, and just, like, making, like, all the easy plays, the small plays, make them count when they need to count, like, when they need to be counted. But me, I'll say peripheral, just, like, making all the small plays, like, treat every small play like a big play, really, you know what I'm saying? Just make the small ones count. Like, feel like we're being, like, we're, we're being, like, the best positions. Like, me just being a vocal leader. Like, me, I feel like I'm on time I talk or, like, I say anything to the team. It's like when I feel like, I okay, like I need to, like I need to say something right here in this area. Okay. But I feel like I just need to be more vocal in every aspect, whether it's good, bad scenarios. You know what I'm saying? We go up or down. Like, you got to be more vocal. You know what I'm saying? Just to, to like, the offense on the sideline, whatever that may, case may be. Like, and not just say anything with things going good or with things going bad. Like, okay, like, you got to make sure, like, I'm talking to them, like, every possession. I'll say just when it's good or bad, like, just continue to talk to them and just grow with the guys. I think everybody in this area, you know, associates you. I think everybody remembers the big game against Texas and how well you were playing at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. How did going through, like, the injury and setbacks, how did it mold you as a human? Everything that you've been through since, if we go back to that day and and how you were riding high, how have you changed and evolved as a a person, as a quarterback, since that moment from having to face the adversity that you had to face? I mean, of course, like, you're going to get into a hole, like, especially when you never had a really, like, a bad injury like that. So, I feel like I saw myself in the hole a little bit, but at the same time, I feel like I had to get myself back up, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, nobody gonna, nobody's going to baby me in that situation, you know what I'm saying? Like, you only can tell me a few times to do something, like, a, a few times not to do something, but at the end of the day, like, I got to want to do it. I got to want to, like, be able to better myself. So, I say I went to kind of hole for, like, the first, so I say, like, a few days, like, or some weeks or whatever, but at the end of the day, like, I knew I had to get myself back together. That's when I got to working, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, had to bounce back off that. Like, I feel like I really gained my confidence back just, like, with my legs. Like, really, like, not even, like, the next season. I'll say, like, probably like a season out of that when I played with mm-hmm. Boss, really. Like, I just – so I really just gained my confidence back in my legs. Damn, really. But, like, I, like, you see that – you see the first year, too, I came back off my injury. I was, like, I got way heavier, too strong, upper body-wise. Like, I just got way heavier. Just wanted to get, like – I just – I was just build like, really just focused on, like, building more strength in my body. So, like, I feel but, like I also felt, like, too stiff at that size, too, like Okay. So that's why I had to cut myself right back. That's why I had to cut myself back down. Like, and I feel like I had to get, just get back to the weight I had got. Like, get back to the weight I was playing at when I played Texas. So, like, not just feel confident. I've been like it that way since. Like, we, 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 probably we, like since uh, probably when I went to WKU. So, like, I just been feeling comfortable ever since then. Like, with like my legs and stuff like that. 
We saw you run a bit, like on like are you are you back to that place where like you're comfortable? I'm I, I'm I'm not gonna oh, no, we're not well, gonna, definitely, yeah. Okay. We're not gonna say you're Lamar Jackson, right? We're not gonna go that far. <laughs> nah. But like you're back nah, to the, I mean for my injury, for my injury like for my injury like in high school, whatever, like and stuff like that. Like I got some clothes. I got I got some I got a few clothes that look like that a little bit. <laughs> hey, like, <laughs> no, not speed wise, no, but I got some I got some cuts. I got some cuts that's like kind of similar, I'd say. Okay, all right. Oh, awesome. oh, yeah. we, we can't wait to see more of that this season. We can't wait to see more of it, man. We like we like <laughs> everything sure. about that. Um, what would it mean to you for for everything you've been in your journey for this to lead to you taking Towson to a CAA championship this year? What would it mean for you for that to be how you got? Obviously, somebody would say, "Well, you went down a level, whatever it was." But what would it mean for you to say, "I'm gonna go out as a champion this season"? I mean, I mean, a lot just like with, you know, so all the adversity I faced, everything that I've been through in life, like everything, like I feel like it'd be a, a, like a huge accomplishment, you know what I'm saying? Just like everything I, that that I didn't like dealt with, been through, just whether it's on the field, off, like on the field issues or off the field issues, like like it'd be a huge blessing. Like I feel like that'd be a moment, like I shed like some tears to be honest with y'all. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, just like wow, say, just like everything that you know, what I'm saying just like everything that like person grew up with, you know, what I'm saying been through, like on, like I said, on off the field, like yeah, that'd be a like a huge like a a huge accomplishment, I say. So like, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a great feeling at the end, like that, for like your last season, I'll say. That's cool, man. And then, and what's 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 your relationship like with you know with Coach Locks? What's your relationship like with Maryland? Are are you, you know, are are you the type that that like, hey, I'm rooting for those guys. I still have love, or is it tough because? Oh yeah, the- oh, yeah, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. I still got guys that still play there and all that. So like, yeah, like they know I'm rooting for them. every time. They, anytime they post something about them, like. Yeah, like by the players, I like I still communicate with. I still repost their stuff. Like, yeah, of course. Okay. No bad vibes nowhere. That's awesome. Yeah, no bad man. vibes nowhere. Just yeah. That's awesome, dude. I, Tyrell, it's such a cool story that you ended up here, bro. Like this is. I can't wait. Saturday night, Morgan State is going to be a great atmosphere with everybody around town coming out to see it. We can't wait to see more of you and what you're capable of doing, dude. Let's um let's plug, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Where can Towson fans be giving you a follow? Uh, let me, I gotta, hold on, let me check, let me check that, let me check that. I, I, I think it's, is it underscore Piggy T on Twitter, is that you? Underscore Piggy T. Is that right? On tw- I think that's right on Twitter, underscore Piggy T. On Twitter, on yeah. Twitter, on Twitter, yeah. Instagram, I gotta check my Instagram. <laughs> Appreciate oh. it. I'm sorry. Is it, hang Instagram on, is a- go ahead. Instagram is T Piggy underscore one. T Piggy underscore one, give him a follow yes. there. Hey, um, uh, Tyrell, congratulations on uh, on uh, getting a big win to open up the season, man. We can't wait to see what's in store for you the rest of this year at Towson. Best of luck, dude, and thank you for taking a few minutes for us this morning. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Tyrell Pigrom, um, cool story of of a guy who's been through a lot. It's kind of been through the grinder um, and is looking to go out on a high note and um, a good opportunity for him at Towson as he tries to mesh with um, – the crew there, and um, you know, the, the grind went out in overtime against Bucknell. They get Morgan State next. It will get more difficult as the season goes along. They gotta improve as they head towards conference play. But um, winning is what matters, and we look forward to seeing more Tyrell Pigram. So um, that's cool, and it's cool that he says, "Look, I got no hard feelings towards Maryland." I, Tyrell Pigram was a huge part of why we associate Maryland with beating, dominating Texas. In that first game down in Austin, uh, he was lighting the world on fire before he got hurt. So um, I, I have no – I think Maryland fans think think pleasant thoughts for the most part when they think about Tyrell Pigram. And there's sort of a what could have been if he had not gotten hurt 
um, how that might have gone for him. Ultimately, he ended up uh, moving to Western Kentucky, and he's made a couple more stops as uh, this is it for him uh, finishing up his career at Towson. All right, uh, when we come back in, Noah DeNoyer, we're going to go to Bowie. We make our weekly trip to the Bay Sox, and we will catch up with uh, someone who's been pitching really well this season. We will talk to him next. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Continue to get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just for participating in Would You Rather Wednesday with Glenn Clark Radio. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back with season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox the next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 20th at Skipjack's Crab Deck in Middle River. It's brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Grill and Maryland Vascular Specialists. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka profiles Ravens tight end Mark Andrews' path to NFL stardom from his late decision to play the sport full-time through having to overcome type 1 diabetes and more. Also, inside, we introduce you to football players at Maryland, Navy, Towson, and Morgan State. And we give you everything you need to know for betting football this season. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily cover of demos, ravens, and terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle, take it away, boys.
Back in here on GCR as we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by Guilford Hall Brewery. That's where we were last night. Man, did we have a good time hanging out at Guilford Hall Brewery. I, I highly, the food is outstanding. The atmosphere is incredible. It's a beautiful spot. 1611 Guilford Avenue and Station North. Um, and there are so many levels. You can host your own events there. They're going to be open seven days a week starting this Sunday. And they are hosting a huge Ravens kickoff party on Sunday. You show up in your football gear, you're getting 10% off, which just start with that. They've got a great upstairs area with a projection screen for watching the game. I'm blown away by how great this place is. It is a truly hidden gem within our city, and I very much encourage you to get out there to check out Guilford Hall Brewery. Again, the Ravens season kickoff party. They've also got a big Oktoberfest party coming up on September 24th uh, from noon to midnight. Free admission. There are some VIP ticket options available. Uh, Stein holding contest. Dunk the Brewer. I mean, it's a traditional Oktoberfest party that they're going to be hosting at Guilford Hall Brewery. Find out more by going to guilfordhall.com. Again, that's guilfordhall.com. If you have not been, I cannot encourage you enough to check it out. It is truly one of our city's hidden gems, Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Now, it's time for us to make our weekly trip to Bowie to chat with a member of the Bay Sox. And our next guest is having uh, quite the season. In fact, I think that he's very much going to be in the discussion for uh, the Orioles Minor League Pitcher of the Year honor this season. He is um, pitching to a 2.78 ERA in 68 innings with a 0.94 whip. He's Noah Denoyer, and he is with us now here on GCR. Noah, it's Glenn and Griffin. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely, dude. Noah, let's. You know, I just want to talk about you and and your role. I, I can't imagine. You know, as as you're coming into your pro career, and you know, you you you're trying to establish yourself. Might not be the easiest thing to do in like a long relief role. Like I think most guys would say, "Hey, I I I want to be establishing myself as a starter and a frontline guy to get to the big leagues or a high leverage late inning guy, something like that." What does it take to focus into the unique role that you've been thriving in this season? Um, I think it just—I think it's just all focus um, and not trying to do too much out of what your uh, normal routine would usually be. Like I, I kind of stick to like my starter routine for the most part. If I know I'm going to be going uh, multiple innings that night, um, and then when I get ready, just try and get in there and. And uh, attack the strike zone early. Uh, 64 strikeouts, 11 walks. Those numbers will work. Um, no matter where you are, <laughs> those numbers play. Have have you? Is there is there something different that you've been doing? Is there a new pitch that you've introduced? Is there? Can, can you explain why it is that you've been able to find so much success this year? Um, so I've always had my curveball for the most part, and. Um, it's really just trying to set up that pitch to uh, have success later in the counts with it. Um, so I've been working on a slider, trying to throw that in the strike zone early. Same thing with uh, the splitter I've been throwing. Um, just trying to set up my curveball for later in the counts. And uh, 
Yeah, I'm just trying to get some swings and misses. I mean, it's working, dude. It's clearly working. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Noah DeNoyer is with us here on GCR. I, Noah, are you the type that says, okay, this is working for me. This could be what I do for a very long time. I can make a lot of money doing it. Or are you the type that says, hey, I don't know if you guys have noticed, um, I, I'm pretty good at this. Maybe maybe I'm back in the rotation next year. Like, How do you handle that? Um, honestly, pitching is pitching for me. As long as I can get in there and, and uh, compete against the highest level of hitters, I'm I'm happy and content. And I don't know. I just I like competing. So, however, I can get that chance is what I'm gonna do. Are, is it? We we've talked about this with a couple guys. Is there less of a feeling? Once upon a time, um, in baseball, people would talk about relievers and say, "Hey, remember?" But they're all failed starters. So that's the way we would discuss them. I feel like a lot of that has changed. The mentality around this has changed with more specialist roles and, you know, with the concept of bullpenning uh, for even good teams in the major leagues and the idea that, hey, we got to get through a number of innings. It doesn't matter really who we're using to get through those innings. Has that permeated? Like, is there less of a feeling of, hey, it's important that I have to be this guy versus hey, we understand how baseball's changed generically, and we're, whenever, wherever, whatever we're doing, if we're finding success in helping the team, it's no longer relevant what our title is. Yeah, I um, I agree there. As long as you're putting up zeros and uh, trying to go multiple innings or be a one-inning guy, um, however you can get through nine innings without giving up too many runs is uh, is uh, really good in baseball. So. Yeah. It's going to help you. You're going to be able to make a good amount of money doing something for a while if you're capable yeah, of doing yeah. it. Um, Noah, your background. You you uh, you know another uh, guy that's uh, that's that's had a hell of a year. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about your history with Dean Kramer and you guys pitching together at the JUCO level. Kind of a cool story that like you guys could end up pitching together in the major leagues here in the next year or so. Yeah, um, so he's a couple years uh, uh, older than me, okay. uh, school-wise. So I, I didn't quite catch him while I was at Delta College. Uh, okay, but, I apologize. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. But I, I, I've known him for a long time. He he, uh, he would come back during every off-season and hang out with us and throw and everything. So I've known him for a long time. During the COVID year, we, uh, we were catch-play partners, uh, kind of just working on stuff together. And um he uh, went to the taxi squad in 2020 and then debuted. And, um, yeah, he's, that, he's been doing very well ever since. I mean, seriously, dude. How, how cool has that been for you? I know you're doing your own thing, but to see someone who's been through a lot and to, to come through the way that he has this season and prove himself as a legitimate major league starter, what's that meant to you? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, I just seeing like another a junior college guy being able to make it and pitch at the highest level is, is inspiring. And then also like seeing like his development over the years, like from like the outside looking in, like it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I've seen him develop his, uh, his cutter, his change up, like everything and uh, him having success now is just, inspiring so that's awesome man that's awesome no you you know obviously there's a lot of success there's a lot of that uh, going around the Orioles system at the moment um you guys have had a great second half and of course we know what's going on at the major league level um I, I was checking out your twitter and I see you gassing everybody up and you're excited about Gunner and you're excited like how how f- much fun has it been 
to be a part of this. And obviously probably more fun for you because you've been succeeding as a part of this, but mm-hmm. just the entire picture of being in the Baltimore Orioles organization right now. How much fun has that been? It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of really good guys there that uh, just want to have fun, play baseball the right way, and, you know, do whatever we can to win. So it, it's been really fun to get to know everybody and and uh, just kind of grind out everything with them. So it's awesome. I mean, it's, it's – um, look, it's been a lot of fun for us to watch for sure, right? Like it has been <laughs> yeah. a serious amount of fun. Um, you feel like you're getting, you know, I, I'm not trying to age you because 24 is still young, but do you feel like, you know, you're getting to that point where like, Hey man, I, I, I think I'm close. I think I could, I think I could help the major league team pretty soon. I'm not, I get that you're not going to be allowed to make that decision. Um, but do you feel like you're getting close to that point? Um, I, I feel like I'm getting closer to the point. Um, I think just more of being more consistent with all my, uh, off-speed pitches and, uh, you know, kind of kind of keep replicating what I'm doing out there on the mound uh, all at the same time throwing my pitches and, uh, you know, keep having success, you know. Do, do you have, uh, you know, once upon a time, this organization, there, were, there was trouble because there was not a great amount of conversation from level to level, and there was sort of like a right-hand, left-hand thing going on. And there's been a lot of talk in the last couple of years about, how in the Mike Elias era, that's changed. And there's more understanding of what the club wants and what you should be working on. Can you maybe describe that a little bit of, of what's been, that been like since you've been in this organization um, to get a feel? And I know that everything with the COVID year was a mess, but like to, to get a feel for what they want from you, what you should be working on, all of that. Can, can you describe what that's like within this club? Yeah, so uh, it, it's actually pretty... Um it's pretty cool what they do. Our uh, pitching coaches at every level uh, communicate with us every week uh, before and after our outings, um, kind of looking at our numbers. And then from like a, a bigger like standpoint, they, uh, they kind of go over like what we need to work on to uh, either increase velocity or like deficiencies we have in our mechanics. Um, and then also like pitches that they'd like to see, uh, develop as well and uh, usually that's what we try and attack uh, during the off season but um, I mean if you're able to do it in season and uh, and have success in uh, developing your stuff then that's even better so. yeah, no doubt obviously that would, I mean it can only improve things from there Hey, it's the uh, the final yeah. homestand of the regular season for the Bowie Bay Sox this week. It includes Wolf Wednesday tonight, where you can bring your dog to the ballpark. On Friday night, they're doing a football kickoff event and the September beer dinner. And that event includes an Adley Rutschman football-themed bobblehead, of course, celebrating his career as a <laughs> kicker uh, as well, which it must be nice to have a skill. It must be nice to be good at something. <laughs> Some people are good at multiple yeah. things. Um, you can find out more by going to BaySox.com right now. Great weekend to get down and check out the BaySox uh, before the regular season is over. Noah, what do we need to know about you, man? Like I was, I said I was coming through your social media and I was seeing mostly baseball stuff. Um, give me a, a, a picture into your life. I know you're a California kid. Um, give me like baseball season's over. You get a weekend to yourself. Like what's the weekend look like for Noah DeNoyer? Um. Probably hang out with my parents mostly, but uh, I do like to golf 
on okay. the off days. And then I also like to go fishing a lot as well. All right, so, so I do a lot of fishing when I'm back home. We've, we've talked to a lot of guys this season about golf, and we hear that a lot, that you guys are going out golfing. Who's the guy that thinks he's good at golf that you definitely could take money from if you guys were to go play this Monday? Oh, God. Um, just to stir the pot, just because I know I'll get a reaction from him, uh, Shelton Perkins. Okay. So genuinely believes he can play, but like if he goes out there, he's probably going to shoot like 104 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think he's quite that bad for the most part. By, by but, the way, uh, I say that number like I would yeah, if if I shot 104, I would be celebrating. <laughs> I would be jumping yeah, for yeah. joy. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he he's just a big talker, man. He uh, okay. He's a great person to have around. Okay, so I poke some fun at him. I I dig that. Um, yeah. uh, have you? Is there anywhere that you're able to go fish here, or is that just basically when you're back home? Um, basically when I'm back home, okay. uh, I don't really know the area too much to be, uh, I get going it. out here and, and fishing on the off days and have success with it. So were you, were you a big seafood guy before you got to this part of the country? Um, actually, no, my, uh, my, my dad and my sister are my mom and I aren't. I so. mean, <laughs> and, and is that okay? Is there any hope of changing that? Or if you just type it said, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll go have a steak. Yeah. Y'all can enjoy your, your seafood. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll always take the steak. I, I'm always, uh, I'm always open to try all the seafood stuff, but I, there's some about it I just, I can't eat it. I, I mean, don't like it. I mean, I promise you, because I'm dealing. No, I'm, I'm not trying to compare you to my seven-year-old right now, but um, I'm dealing with this with my seven-year-old right now, mm. and I'm, and I like, I don't know how else to say. Like, I promise you, we don't all enjoy this thing because it sucks. Like, I promise you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you will, <laughs> you will find seafood that you will enjoy. That is an absolute promise. Um, oh, yeah. I, Noah, it's great to get to know you, man. It's incredible to see what you've been doing this season, and we, and we can't wait to see what's next for you. Um, I mentioned, uh, let's get a plug in. Uh, remind everybody where they can follow you on Twitter. And I didn't see. Are you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, I am on Instagram. Okay. Um, yeah. So my. My Twitter is just my name, Noah Denoyer, uh, 37, I think. Okay. And then my Instagram is, um, uh, it's Denoyer, but basically instead of the E's, uh, there are threes. Ah, ah, (laughs) I got it now. So D3NOY3R, Denoyer. Correct. That's that's how you follow him on Instagram. I dig that, man. Hey, uh, Noah Denoyer, uh, great to chat with you, dude. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us this morning. Continued success to you. Can't wait to be having this conversation after you're up here again with the Orioles. Thanks for taking the time for us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, dude. Noah Denoyer from the uh, Bowie Bay Sox spending a few minutes with us here on GCR. He is really having a very successful season. And, um, you know, interesting to see, right? Somebody who's succeeding in a, in a long relief role. He's made four or five inning appearances. He's he's put the long in long relief this year. Um, interesting to see what might be next for him uh, and how the Orioles handle him moving forward. So not only is Tyler Wells making the start tonight, but he's clearly moving back into the rotation. This is not a, you know, hate, like they, he's back in the rotation. And remember when this happened, the assumption was that this was kind of be their way of shutting Tyler Wells down for the rest of the year 
because they were worried about his innings already. Rockabaco also reports that they're going to send Spencer Watkins down, which I don't know his contract situation. I don't know if he gets exposed. I don't think anybody would be in a race to pick up Spencer Watkins necessarily. Um, and I get it. Like At this point, he's the weak link uh, in this rotation, so I understand the decision. I still don't understand why Dean Kramer's not starting tonight. So just a little more insight that's come out. And, and we still don't have a lot. And, and Brandon Hyde won't speak until this afternoon. But apparently Tyler Wells was going to make a rehab start tonight. Yeah. So, like... The thought is he's just slotting right in. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was a priority for him to start today because it was when he was going to start. I'm not... I'm not sure. Um, I'm confused... <laughs> I can't lie about that. I'm I'm confused. I it makes me think there's got to be something up with Dean Kramer cuz Dean Kramer has pitched well. Why mess with Dean Kramer? Why not just pitch Tyler Wells out of the bullpen? By the way, for the record, he did make one rehab yeah. appearance 5 days ago. So this again keeps him on turn. Five days ago, Tyler Wells pitched a two and a third, uh, one run, one hit, no walks, three strikeouts um, with Aberdeen. So he was supposed to pitch, make a triple-A rehab appearance tonight. Um, I mean, unless I'm missing something, nobody was talking about this. No. So this is why I keep coming back to the idea that this has to be Dean Kramer related. Like, this has to be that there's something going on that they didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't want to pitch Dean Kramer tonight. And I just don't know what that reason would be. Unless, I mean, because, yeah, I feel like they have to, unless they, they're going to say something that he is not available tonight, that he has to be available after Wells, because Wells only went two, he only went two I, plus innings. I mean, they innings. definitely are going to need some innings. There's no question. They're going to need some innings tonight. I, I'm... <laughs> I don't know. Zach Silver from MLB.com said, uh, In a change of plans, Tyler Wells will come off the IL to start for the Orioles tonight. Dean Kramer was originally scheduled to start, and Wells was originally scheduled for another rehab outing from the oblique strain to be seen how they map things out. I I mean, maybe there's something to be said for, hey, if he's going to be throwing innings, let's have him throw innings here and not somewhere else. Like There there might be something to be said for that, but again, maybe I would have brought him out of the bullpen the first time. Um, or it it really could be that they know he's an open. Your your scenario is they know Tyler Wells is an opener. They're expecting two innings out of Tyler Wells, and given their depleted bullpen, they can turn to Dean Kramer after that, and that gets them through. And then they can pitch Jordan Lyles this weekend and sort of reset everything with the off day to have everybody on normal rest moving forward with the, the five-man rotation as it is. Also, where is Grayson Rodriguez? He's he's rehabbing. Right, somewhere. but we know he pitched at Aberdeen, but where was his next start going to be? Has he... I apologize. I apologize yeah, for not being on top uh, of this. This is well, all kind well, The of, Orioles threw us a loop here. Was, yeah, I, this was not expected, to say the least. This was not what I thought we were going to be talking about today. Um, um, Grayson Rodriguez pitched last night in Bowie, apparently. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, went two innings, uh, struck out four last night. Um, so there's the the next question, right? Like, 
how does he factor into this? Do they think that he could start at the major league level? Do they kind of do the DL Hall bit with him and say, hey, dude, we're going to get you here, but to get through the season, you're going to be pitching out of the bullpen? I would like that. I think that would be a good idea. See, I mean, we need to see who else. I mean, because, yeah, because like you said earlier, we can't rely on any of these bullpen arms right now outside of the top three. And if DL Hall or Grayson Rodriguez can emerge just I, I think there's for also, a couple weeks. I think there's a question to be asked about, do you just sort of essentially announce that you're bullpenning for the rest of the season? Do you essentially say, every everything be damned? We've got to get through coming back from three and a half games back in a playoff race. We've just got to get through these innings. So even the guys we trust, even the guys that we know can give us innings, we're not going to, eating innings, even when Jordan Lyles pitches this weekend, the story's not going to be eating eating innings. We've now got a X number of pitchers, and however we can get through the innings, we're going to get through them. And we're going to treat every game. Obviously, they did it last night because it was the Blue Jays. But maybe they do it again this weekend against the Red Sox. Maybe they start treating every game like it's a playoff game. We're not going to let you go five innings and give up four runs. If you are struggling, if we're in trouble in the third inning, we're going and getting you. And we're figuring it out from there. And I don't know that they can come out and explain that publicly because the word isn't you're not saying you're bullpenning because you're still going to stick starting pitchers out there, right? Like Jordan Lyles will still be your starting pitcher. Kyle Bradish will still make his next start. But that you're effectively saying, of course, it didn't go so well for DL Hall out of the bullpen the other day. So that's mm-hmm. you were really yeah, you were that, really that, hoping that DL Hall could become a guy that you could pitch in in real situations. But is what you're saying, hey, we've got our high leverage guys. We're going to go to our high leverage guys when we're in trouble. If somebody's given up two runs and has a couple of runners on base in the third or the fourth inning, then we go to Perez or we go to Tate then. And then we're going to go to one of these other guys. Maybe it's spent, you know, Spencer Watkins back in a couple days to start a fresh inning, the inning afterwards, and say, go get us three more until we end up in trouble again, and then we go to the next guy. You know, like, I, it just might be a new, creative, clever way. I'm, as I'm talking this through... Yeah, I, I like it. There's something about it that makes sense to me. There's something about essentially saying, here are all the pitchers, figure out how we get through it. Figure out how this season works, the rest of the season, with the pitchers that we have. Defined roles be damned. It's no longer about innings for us. We've got... Tyler Wells back into the equation. We should have Grayson added into the equation. These are the pitchers we have. Go figure it out. But what we can't do is sacrifice wins in the name of having guys eat innings at this point. Eating innings no longer really helps us. The only thing we can do is try to win baseball games. So we got to keep making roster moves. I guess they're out of options for Nick Vespi at this point. Like, Next time yeah, he comes I, back up will be the last time he can come back up. Um, look, if they're getting their ass kicked, if they're losing a game 12-1, to 1, then you can say to somebody, hey, you're you're eating the rest of the innings in this game. But other than that, innings be damned, we have to win. We have to treat every day like it's a playoff game, 
and figure out how we get through it and solve the problem. And whatever we got to do tonight to win, we will deal with it tomorrow. We will make whatever roster decision we have to make because of it. And if that means that we ultimately, like maybe after they call Nick Vespi back up, they get to a place where they need to send, they just sort of say, hey, if we lose Nick Vespi, we'll lose Nick Vespi. I like Nick Vespi, but I'm not certain that he's a, you know, a long-term factor. I don't think yeah, that's what they He's would, had moments. He's I think like, whenever he comes back up, he'll be up for the rest of the season. Like, I don't think they'll purposely try to lose him. But, you know, if that's – just figure it the F out. Whatever it takes. Hopefully, the offense will come to life, right? Like, yeah. hopefully – Get some innings like yesterday, and hope hopefully, yeah, you put a five some better run at in. bats. They, I mean, but even after they put five runs five runs on the board, it yeah. didn't change the decision making. It didn't change that when when Cal Bradish, as good as he's been of late, was in trouble. They said, "The hell with it." He's already given up three runs. We're done. We're done. We're doing something else, which doesn't mean Cal Bradish is done. It just means that's how they have to treat games moving forward. I am interested. I'm intrigued by the idea of let's stack it for tonight. Let's get what we can get out of Tyler Wells. And, you know, hopefully that means Dean Kramer's available behind him. If he's not, I, I, I hopefully Jordan Lyles is available behind him. I, I don't I don't know how much more. I, I think it's asking for an awful lot to go more than three innings or so with Tyler Wells uh, as he works his way back. But we will find out. All right, when we come back in, we're going to do, uh, we'll uh, give our answers for Would You Rather Wednesday, then Tidbit, Tubular, and segment one of the Tyus Bowser Show with Justin Houston to wrap up the day. That's all on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. This is the sound of 70,000 Ravens fans cheering a win. And this is the sound of Diane Heil of Annapolis cheering her own Ravens win. Woohoo! Seats for 20 Last year, Diane played Maryland Lottery Raven Scratch-Offs and won Raven season tickets for 20 years. Look for Raven Scratch-Offs at any Maryland Lottery retailer. You could win up to $100,000 or great Ravens prizes. Take it from Diane. It's surreal and it's exciting and I literally can't wait. Please play responsibly. Have you been to Guilford Hall Brewery? Located in Baltimore's Station North neighborhood, Guilford Hall Brewery breaks the craft brew mold with their great handcrafted microbrews and amazing Bavarian-style food selections. Join Guilford Hall seven days a week for Orioles, Ravens, and all of your favorite college games. Make plans now to watch the big games, play trivia, or bring your dog for yappy hour. They even have free valet service on Friday and Saturday nights. Go to guilfordhall.com for a complete schedule of events, beer listings, and food and drink specials. We'll see you at Guilford Hall Brewery. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The 2020 
2022 baseball season is in full swing and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy their award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try the fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or the scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for the daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays and $6.99 nachos on Thursdays. Dine in and let us serve you, or order online at glorydaysgrill.com and take it home. That's glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sport. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants. Like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Don't forget Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 11.40 a.m. If you missed yesterday's, you can find it right now by going to Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, and find it there. It's brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Um, No weekend at Bookies this week. It'll be back next week. Uh, every other Thursday morning at 11.40 a.m., but every Tuesday morning at 11.40 for Simply the Bets, every other Thursday at 11.40 for Weekend at Bookies. Um, let's get our responses. Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. You want to eat the uh, Richard Petty sandwiches every day in order to guarantee that Lamar gets the deal done and Ronnie Stanley stays healthy, or... Nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna pass. Okay, so I, uh, so I think most people are agreeing, except for John. John, we gotta talk. <laughs> he wants to eat the sandwich every. Hang on. Day. This, I, this is what I was trying to figure. If I guaranteed the Ravens would win in the Super Bowl, would you do it then? Um, uh, I mean. This actually gets into some existential questions. Yeah. Like, does it take some of the joy out of winning a Super Bowl if right, you know right. they're going to win like, the Super Bowl ahead of time? So I don't uh, really want that promise. Point. Like, like if 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 you know they're not going to lose, I, do I get a ring? Like, no, you don't get a ring. You're just. But a I'm fan. the one that eat the sandwich every day. Uh, I understand, but nobody will ever know. I earned it just you're, as much. You're not. No one knows. No one will ever know. That um, that <laughs> I think I'd still. I mean, that sandwich looks horrible. It looks. Destroy. Oh, by the way, you know we're going to have to do a bet that involves... You understand great, that. Like, great. we're going to have to. We're going to have to do something. I don't know what Fantastic. it is that we're I mean, there do. is so much pepper on There is a that. lot of pepper. I can't... It's like... There's a lot of pepper. I, I, I can't... You want to do a side bet on our picks this week? <laughs> this week? Yeah, side bet on picks this week. Loser Let has me know, to eat a Richard Can I see what the games are first? And we'll, then. We'll, we'll pick the games later today. We'll, you and yeah, I will decide the games. Um, we'll just do a we'll do a, a side. I, I don't. I gotta, know I gotta take a bite of the sandwich. Or I gotta finish. No, you gotta eat a sandwich. Oh my! Goodness. I don't eat bread. This is. Just, I don't eat any of this stuff. I don't eat mayonnaise. I don't eat bread. I do eat pepper for what it's worth. I don't eat <clears> like. I know. Well, yeah. When I just heard it, I was like mayo and pepper. Like that's probably not. No, then that look bad. at it. And then I looked at it. Ain't, it, it ain't. It ain't a sprinkling of pepper. It's a pepper sandwich. It's a layer. They have somehow turned pepper into a meat. They are treating pepper on this sandwich. Again, you can see it. Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio or at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. They're treating Richard Petty treats pepper as if it was bologna. It's insanity. 
th- this man, I don't know, he seems like a decent guy. I had him on my show once upon a time when oh, I was really? in Phoenix. <laughs> oh. Seems like, a, I, I don't know anything about Richard Petty. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about Richard Petty. I know that he's a, he was a good car driver, and so bless him for that. But he's a psychopath that should be on a no-fly list. This is an insane amount of pepper. This is badass. Side bet. I say we do a side bet on this weekend's picks. You and I. All right, fine. Side bet on this weekend's so picks. I mean, I, I have to. We have to do better. We both if, went two and five. If we tie like we did last week, then we both have to eat oh. the stupid sandwich. All right. All right, fine. Let's do it. Side bet on this week's <laughs> picks. Loser. I don't know if I have enough pet. Like we're gonna have to go out and buy some more pepper. Can't buy like, a canister of pepper for God's sakes. <laughs> Come on, man. And, like I it's not. Wanted, that, I just wanted the stuff to be. All right. It's not that stuff. bad. It's not. Well, I mean, the sandwich is probably dreadful, but it's not that bad. You have to buy a little bit of Ugh. pepper. You'll live. Yes, the sandwich looks like pure hell, and that's why I'm truly concerned by John from Little Rock saying, "Sure, I would gladly eat one every day. <laughs> I love both ingredients. What could go wrong? What?" <laughs> what look at that look at it i think i would choke on that much pepper by the way i really do think that like i would have i i know I, it's probably like uh like i mean the cinnamon challenge oh like the pepper challenge you know our or? buddy uh bradley bozeman enjoys uh banana mayonnaise sandwiches Ooh. maybe oh you know what hang on a second hang on a second <laughs> i need to text i'm gonna we're gonna text him just to okay. see right. just to see John John said he's, he said he's not going to like it, but he said he's going to take one for the team uh, to eat in this sandwich. Man, I mean, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about that. Alan just goes, that is disgusting. Doug, no effing way I'm eating that sandwich ever. I, I, I agree, except one of uh, Griffin and I, or maybe both of us, are going to have to try one uh, come Monday, depending <laughs> on. ever. Well, maybe, maybe we'll do it on Tuesday, because I think on Monday we won't. Maybe we oh, can no, because we've got the spreadsheet now, so we'll know Sunday night who lost. But you're in charge of of getting all the ingredients and stuff. Like you, okay. these are always okay. your responsibilities. All right, fine. If we if we can't do it till Tuesday, we don't do it till Tuesday. What? Whoever will figure this out. Um, hang on, I want to text. Br- John wanna, said he's going to try one for us, and he'll document it. Uh, are you really, yeah. John? What? John, <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> I think this is. A, although I think John, John, you, John's a NASCAR. And guy. are there any health concerns with that much? Pepper? He's. A, I, don't, I know he's a Formula One guy. I think he's. I think he likes NASCAR too. So I I could see him saying, "Hey, respect to the king." I could see him doing that. <laughs> All right, hang on a second. I'm going to send this. Um, Bradley, very important question. <laughs> very important question. Would you? Would you? Would you? You want him to try it? I just just want to, or I, see if he he has tried it. Either like, it either like I just that he, I just want to get an answer. Either way. Um, would he? He's probably at. Whoa, what? The, yeah, they're probably practicing today, so I probably won't hear back from him for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would just like to know. Like, I would just like to know. Um, like, if he has, if he would, any of those things. All right, uh, number two, uh, same odds, twenty to one. Ravens win the Super Bowl or Lamar to be MVP. That's a good one. Um, I wish. Uh, I wish. I wish Fanduel would let us parlay these two. I feel like that'd be a. But they, they unfortunately don't, because I like. I mean, I feel like if one happens, they it's don't. Almost, no, they don't let you parlay. Uh, I guess they don't let you do season awards and, and Super Bowl winners. I didn't know that. Yeah, I but know I, you couldn't but do. I, but, I, but I know you could do like if like if you want to pick the NBA. Well, champion, you can do then, like because they have same game parlays available if you go to the window. You can't do it on the kiosk. You have to go oh, to the window okay. and you do a same. So I wonder if it's a similar scenario where right. if you were at the window. You could. I don't know if they consider it like a same game parlay because they're both futures. But it's weird that they don't let you parlay both. 
Anyway. Um, I think I'm going to lean towards Lamar Jackson. Um, okay. And I just, just because I have a feeling, and I kind of disagree with what people are, like, people are saying uh, it's like a 1 in 32 shot. Like, it's a, like it's a smaller, yeah, I saw like a couple it's a smaller that. pool. Right, because what you're saying really is you think there's, a, there's, there's, but I feel a, like it's, there's only really a few players that can win MVP, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like it's, it's probably in, less players. I was trying to do that, I was trying MVP. to do that math, right? I was trying to, hang on a sec, because part of the, part of the truth of that, too, is that there are a few teams that we don't believe have any chance of winning the Super Bowl. Right. Now, I understand that we would have maybe said that against the Bengals a year ago, so that's what makes it tricky. But I think realistically, we can all say whether we know what teams they are or not, there are eight to ten teams that have absolutely no chance of winning the Super Bowl. And we think we know who they are right now. We think it's Chicago and we think it's Jacksonville and Detroit and Houston, New York and New York, Seattle and, and Houston and Seattle. And, you know, let's be honest, Washington, right? Yeah. Like, we think that we know that there are eight to ten teams, and there are probably other teams that we would say, hey, dude, they don't really have a chance of winning the Super Bowl either. Like, somebody would say that about Pittsburgh, for example. They'd say, no, they don't have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. I'm not even willing to go there. I'm just pointing out that we think that there are about eight teams. It might not end up being those eight teams. Maybe this year, Daniel Jones has a Josh Allen-esque rise, right? Maybe Trevor Lawrence has that type of rise, and all of a sudden, we didn't even put Carolina on that list. Carolina's probably a team that can't win the Super Bowl. <sighs> Atlanta was not on our list. God. Um, so Everyone stays healthy in Carolina, maybe. Hmm. Baker stays healthy. Stop. CMC stays stop. healthy. Stop, stop. Um, I'll talk myself into it. No, you won't. <laughs> no, you will not. Um, but I like maybe we sub one out, and a team that we think, th- there really are eight to ten teams that, that cannot win the Super Bowl, right? We just mm-hmm. don't, maybe we don't know all of them right now. By the middle of the season, there will be eight teams, eight ten teams that we know have no chance of winning the Super Bowl because they're just bad or injuries or whatever. So it really is more like a one in twenty-two to one in twenty-four type of situation. But how many players can really win MVP? I mean, we got to be honest about like the something. top eight quarterbacks. That's what it is. It's just quarterbacks. Like nobody else is winning MVP. And so at best. I would say it's even odds, right? Like, at best, I would say it's all of the quarterbacks from the teams that have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And so that maybe is what explains why the odds are even, right? Is because they're saying, hey, there's there's 20 teams that have a chance to win the Super Bowl, and there's 20, te- 20 players that have a chance to win MVP. So you're one of the 20, 20 and one. I'm, I'm doing – that math doesn't work. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe that's yeah. what they, what they're saying, and that's the reason why the odds are what they are. Um, I'm going with Lamar. I would put my money on Lamar to win MVP. I feel like he, it, for, for you know, when I think about it, I think that's that has a better chance of happening because Lamar could still. I mean, you know, we saw it. He, he could win 14, rattle off 14 mm-hmm. wins again, and win mm-hmm. MVP. And you know, Ravens choking to, the playoffs. To Drew's point, MVP does come off a little bit more storyline ish anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, like that. At some point during the season, we all just say this guy's having the year. Right, like this is this is whose year it is, and whether he'll be the guy who has the storyline or not, I do think there is an argument then for that's actually why the Super Bowl makes sense because it you might not be having the year in December. Joe Flacco, sure as F, was not having the year in 2012. But you could have a great month. And you could go win a Super Bowl because of it. So in a weird way, it feels more like we're asking the question of, 
is somebody going to have a great year or a great month? And then wouldn't the odds say you're more likely to have a great month than you are to have a great year? I don't know. Maybe that would be yeah, why I would lean a, on the Super Bowl point. one. That's that might one. be the one. I think I'm also leaning Lamar just because I think uh, he 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 he's going to go out and earn that contract that that he's going to get at yeah, the end of the season. How that um, how that impacts him is, a, is you know, reasonable. See, players. It seems like I mean a contract year is a very real thing. I feel and yeah, but I don't so. I don't think that he's held anything back, though. That's the, right, the part right, of this yeah. that's difficult for me. Because, like, what it is. But I mean, I look at I, like I'm, I'm looking at Aaron Judge right now, and he is like like. But I think we could argue that Aaron Judge was holding something back, right? He wasn't playing, you know, brilliantly necessarily. Um, and I guess maybe you would say, hey, that's what inspires him to get to figure out the the zero coverage stuff. Is that like he knows if he wants to get the the fully guaranteed contract that he wants, he can't have four games a, a season where everybody's coming after him and he's struggling. He's not going to get that fully guaranteed deal. So maybe you can make the same argument for that. I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a it's an interesting one. So you're going Ravens Super Bowl is where I you put your money. I think I am. I right. think I am. Right. And number three, Flacco or Wilson? Uh, I want Flacco just because I like Flacco more. And if he like and. Just, just, I mean, I think, I think the Ravens can win. I think the Ravens should win, and they will win. I, Flacco maybe scares me a little bit more than Wilson, but I just, I would rather see Flacco have very success. Interesting. I'd rather see Flacco have success than Zach Wilson. And if uh, Flacco, you know, is competent over this weekend, and then uh, maybe they're like, oh, we don't want to rush Zach Wilson out, and then Flacco keeps playing well, and uh, you know, next thing you know, Flacco's starting seventeen games for the uh, seven and ten Jets. Okay. <laughs> okay. I like Joe too. Uh, my answer ultimately is Joe because I just think the Ravens. I, I don't think highly of Zach Wilson. They, they did make an announcement. Did you? Oh, say? did they? Yes, they made it official. Flacco will be. Starting. Flacco will be starting. Yes. Okay. Flacco will be starting. I did not see that they had done that today. Um, I I just he's not mobile, and Zach Wilson for not being very good at least can move around a little bit. I'd rather have a target that's not moving. Um, especially with a depleted edge rush. So kind of simple to me because of that. It's it's kind of a simple. I think that's a better scenario. And I, I like Joe and, you know, does, do I hope he plays well? This is this is the interesting part. Reed and I talked about this. I want Joe to play well because I like Joe. But the argument being if Joe plays well, it means your defense didn't play well, right? Right. And that's the tricky part. I don't like Joe as much as I want to see the Ravens win a Super Bowl, and I would feel better if, they if win the Ravens forty to zero. Yeah. You know, defense just looks like monsters on Sunday, and then he doesn't play well. So I can't tell you that I hope that Joe Flacco plays well. If he does, I'll tip my cap to him. Nothing but appreciation, respect for Joe Flacco, all of those things. But I can't tell you I'm rooting for him to play well because. That doesn't mean anything to me next week. But next week, if the Ravens' defense doesn't play well, then we got a problem. <laughs> that's not okay. So that's where I am with that. All right. Uh, but it will be Joe Flacco on Sunday. Continue to get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. Someone is getting a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Tidbit brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. All right, so on Monday, uh, Mike Trout reached his or had recorded his 5,000th career at bat, and as he did that, his uh, his OPS was exactly 1,000 over ah, his career. How about that? And uh, and he joins the list. Uh, well, Illuminati. Yeah. 
I believe is what that like. Yeah. I think you're just supposed to say that whenever something like that comes. Uh, yeah. So Illuminati, uh, Mike, Mike Illuminati Trout. Uh, so he is at now. So he now has over five thousand career at bats, and his OPS is still uh, right right at a thousand. And uh, he is currently on a short list of eight individuals with five thousand career at bats and OPS of one thousand plus. Can you name the seven others that he uh, that if he keeps this up, which I mean, there's no reason he shouldn't because he's Mike Trout. Uh, that he would that he would be joining that he would be on this list at the end of his career with. There are seven others on this list. Two of them, one of them, you definitely won't get. Um, and then there's another two that are that are that I think are pretty tough. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is indeed 1,051. Babe Ruth fourth, and he Babe Ruth number one on this list. I did not 1. know that. 1.164 career OPS. That guy might. We should talk about him more. I hear, <laughs> I, I hear he's good. Uh, Ted Williams. Ted Williams, number two, 1.116 career OPS for <laughs> Ted Williams. Kind of surprised that Barry Bonds is as low as yes, he is, frankly. He's, on he's this only list. fourth. That's a, what a pathetic loser. Albert Pujols. Not Albert Pujols. Where where would he be on this? Not. I guess he did have some down years. Yeah, with the, the, with the Angels. A little uh, quiet. Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez is not on here as okay. well. Okay. Not here. Not on here either. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle is just below the 1,000 mark, 977. What a pathetic yeah, loser. He's behind two what other a guys. Pathetic, pathetic loser. Just missed it. Uh, One more. There's another Yankee on there. There's another Yankee on there. Lou Gehrig? Lou Gehrig, yes. Okay. Number three on the list. 1,000. Just clicked out of it. You know what's, you 1, know what's funny? I don't think that we talk about Lou Gehrig as a great... I think we get lost in the streak and you know his affliction and all of that, and we don't talk enough about what a great baseball player he was. Um, just five short of 2,000 RBIs in his career. Man, I don't... Oh, I don't 340 don't, career hitter. Yeah, he's all right. I don't. I don't. I'm struggling. Um, uh, uh, Frank Thomas. Not Frank Thomas. Let's see. Jeff Bagwell. Not Jeff Bagwell. These are they're older guys oh, up here. Good. Yeah. I know. Uh, Jimmy Fox. Yeah. Jimmy Fox. One o three. Jamie Fox. Not Jamie. No, Fox. No. Jamie Fox missed the list. <laughs> um. There's a D- Detroit Tigers guy from Hank the 30s. Hank Greenberg. Yes. Hank Greenberg. One point o one seven. Career OPS, and there's one more. I feel like there's Mel Ott. Not Mel Ott. He is no, high no up there, is. but he only 947. Duke Snyder. Not Duke Snyder either. Rocky Calavito. Not Rocky Calavito. Try to think of like baseball names. St. Louis uh, <laughs> during the 19th. Stan Musial. Nope, not Stan Musial. He is high up there, not quite a thousand though. Okay. Um, see, let me look at all these teams. I don't. I'm trying to. Even, I don't even know what this St. Louis. Uh, the Browns. The the or is he an Oriole? No, no. He was. Uh, yeah, it was. Why? Why is it? It's. Um, it's S L N, but the, it was the St. Louis probably, Cardinals. Probably to reflect St. Louis, the national. There was a National League and an American League teams. So the um, Browns okay. were. Oh, uh, there were two St. Louis teams. Okay, yeah, yeah. But he started his career there. Spent ten years with them and then I don't, I don't know it is uh, Rogers Hornsby oh damn it I should have gotten that Just I should have gotten over 1.010 that's, that's on me and uh, then Mike Trout 1,000 career OPS for Trouty alright Manny Ramirez right there 9.996 dude could hit that guy could hit McGuire. could not play in the in the field that was not something he could do Mark McGuire .982 and uh, yeah there's just some 
All right. The notable names. Frank Thomas, 974. I love me some Frank Thomas. I was a big wow, Frank Jim Thomas Tomei, guy. Jim Tomei, 956. I, I don't know why this was. I was doing a show with a guy um, who's done shows all over the A lot of people know Chad Dukes. He and I were doing a show together in Phoenix, and we were both going on about how obsessed we were with Frank Thomas. I don't know what it was. It was a great era of baseball with like Frank Thomas and, and Ken Griffey and Bagwell. They are just guys. And for some reason, the Toronto Blue Jays made a commercial where like Frank Thomas showed up in a kid's bedroom, like like the kid was like dreaming about the Blue Jays signing somebody, <laughs> and here's Frank Thomas that shows up because he had gone they, and played with the, yeah. the Blue Jays at that point, and I was so steamed up, like <laughs> I was so excited about Frank Thomas playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. It's so dumb. It makes no sense. Didn't he have a cameo with the Athletics too? Uh, yes, he did. He yeah. spent, he played he played a uh, 2006 with God. Him. Love me some Frank Thomas. That guy. That guy kicked ass. All right, Tubular is brought to you by uh, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Don't forget any fifty dollar football bet this week registers you for the FanDuel Combine on Sunday in the Hall at Live at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland with free food, uh, great giveaways, prizes, contests. Um, all while you uh, watch and bet on all of the games. They got all sorts of screens in there. It is the best atmosphere you could ask for for watching week one of NFL season. But you got to make a $50 bet or more and be a Live Rewards member. Get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. They'll get you registered for the FanDuel Combine literally up until Sunday. So you come in a little bit early for the 1 o'clock games, get your bet in, then you can hang out during the games at the FanDuel Combine. Seems like a great way to spend the day. Uh, again, get down to the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel, Maryland. Um, yes, so Tyler Wells instead against Alec Manoa. Whew, tough ask. Tough ask tonight for the Birds. 7 o'clock on Masson. Uh, Nationals Cardinals, 745 on Masson 2. MLB Network, Giants, Dodgers at 4. Fox Sports 1. Diamondbacks, Padres at 630. U.S. Open getting underway right now. The second match of the day is Francis Tiafo and Andre Rublev for a spot in the semifinals. Boy, what a crap day yesterday. Coco loses, mm. Matteo Berrettini loses, and then Nick Kyrgios ends up losing in five sets to Karen Hatchinoff. So we could have had Berrettini, Kyrgios, and a men's semifinal, which would have just been amazing. Instead, we get Casper Rude and Karen Hatchinoff. Could be good. Could be oh, good. I'm sure it's a, it's a great match. It's just not... It's just not compelling. Right. It's just not compelling. It's a bummer, man. There's no way of getting that around it. Um, but Francis Tiafo could, could find his way. It's a tough matchup, a really tough matchup with Rublev. Um, the first match today getting underway right now, Carolina Pliskova and Arena Sabalenka in the women's quarters. Uh, then uh, tonight, the first matchup will be Iga Sviantek and Jessica Pagula, who's the last American woman left in the U.S. Open. The other men's semifinal tonight is Carlos Alcaraz, who, for my money at this point, is the favorite. And I, assume, I know he's the betting, because Kyrgios was the betting favorite. So now Carlos Alcaraz has to be the betting favorite to win the U.S. Open which would be an awesome story. I mean, it really would be a kid who has just sort of flown onto the radar this year, uh, obviously had the big win against Sitsipas last year at the U.S. Open. He is very, very much primed to have a 10- to 15-year run of being a high-level player. Um, but then he faces Yannick Sinner tonight in um, the other quarterfinals. So that's the rundown today at the U.S. Open. But the big one, for if you're a Francis Tiafo fan locally, that's the second match. So... 
early to mid afternoon. Like they they schedule. I think they they. It's they, not gonna it's not gonna end around midnight. Like no no no. It's it's okay. an afternoon match. Okay good. Like it's gonna be a, a it could start at one o'clock. I mean it just whenever the first the Pliskova Savalenka match ends, okay. they're up next. So. I'm gonna guess in the neighborhood of 1:30, like somewhere around there. Now, if that Pliskova uh, Sabalenka match goes a while, it could be more like 2 2:30 something and like that. But second on today at uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium, um, and then uh, tonight at uh, eight for AEW Dynamite on TBS. A lot of fallout. I know who am I telling, but <laughs> a lot of fallout from uh, all out over the weekend. Is um, this, uh, are the Pauls showing up at this one? No, this is not. They're uh, okay. WWE. Okay. And one of them is fighting Vitor Belfort apparently next. I don't oh, know. really? I don't uh, know. Well, there's the Anderson Silva Jake Paul boxing match that just got. I think I just oh, saw. Just no, no, Hasim Rockman is fighting Vitor Belfort because oh, Hasim okay. Rockman Jr. was supposed to fight um, Logan with Jake. No, I think, no, Jake, I think yeah, Jake. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so yes, Jake's gonna fight Anderson Silva, right. and I believe Hasim Rockman Jr. is fighting Vitor Belfort. It's a whole thing. Whole thing. Anyway, non-sports highlights. Um, non-sports, not a whole lot. Uh, season 14 of Ink Masters premieres on Paramount Plus tonight. Um, new episodes, Reservation Dogs, uh, Welcome to Wrexham, The MasterChef, uh, part one of their finale, I think, is Ooh, tonight for okay. MasterChef on Fox. Uh, and then there's a Hulu movie called Tell Me Lies. Grace Van Patten uh, makes out with the football team's quarterback, uh, and then uh, her relationship it starts like a typical campus romance. This is something that'd be right I'm, up uh, Connor Norton's alley. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's correct. That's for right. Connor Norton. Yeah, I'm the... good. You can end it right there. I'm good. <laughs> and they fall, quickly fall into an addictive entanglement that uh, permanently alters uh, not only their thank lives. You, thank you. Thank you. The lives of everyone around. Thank them. you. I am good. All right. Uh, thanks today to Noah DeNoyer. Thanks also to Drew Forrester as well as to Tyrell Pigrome. We'll get all that up in the greatest hits section of the <laughs> tab at glennclarkradio.com. Uh, Solomon Wilcots is going to join us tomorrow from uh, Sirius XM NFL Radio. We'll, of course, have our pick segment. KZ will check in for that. Anything else? Uh, we're you're trying to get Norfolk on tomorrow. Um, and, uh, visit with the Norfolk Tides tomorrow as well. Of course, stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including... Glory Days Grill, the Maryland Lottery, Royal Farms, Casa Sin, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Grill, the Baltimore Orioles, the Maryland, I said the Maryland Lottery. Why would I say that again? Well, thanks to them again. They're great. Love them. Appreciate them being on board. I don't need to say it this many times. Guilford Hall Brewery, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass to follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. Go Francis Tiafo as well. Uh, we wrap up today's show from last night at Guilford Hall Brewery. Great evening. This is segment one of the Tyus Bowser Show featuring Justin Houston. Enjoy. And welcome into the Tyus Bowser Show, season number two, live from Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. I am Glenn Clark. She is the NFL chick, Sarita Hubbard. And would you all please make some noise for the star of our show? He is Mr. Tyus Bowser. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you, bro. It is so oh, good to man. see you. Good to see you, too. Um, to be back, we had a lot of fun last year, the three of us, and I, you know, you just never know. I told you this, you never know, right? Because Rita and I are like, man, this was so much fun. Tyus is so great. You just never know when somebody's going to be like, 
yeah, I'm good. I got enough of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm all right. But you're back with us all season long. Yes. Uh, folks can listen now on 105.7 The Fan as well, which is very cool. Great to have them on board. It's so good to see you. We need to thank everybody who makes the show possible. Um, the Tyus Bowser Show is a partnership of Pressbox and Great Eights Memorabilia. Great Eights Memorabilia has some huge events coming up, including a, a big public signing with Adafe Owe and Patrick Queen, two former guests yes. of the Tyus Bowser yep. Show. That's happening at Vintage Vinyl in Bel Air on September 26th. Also an event on September 27th, Kicking Children's Cancer with Jordan Stout, the new punter for your Baltimore Ravens, who is a big dude. Yeah. He's jacked, man. <laughs> uh, he will be uh, hanging out at Wise Markets in uh, Perry Hall Forge in that area on September 27th. All these events to raise money for KC Cares. Please find out more by going to greateightsmemorabilia.com. All right, dude, let's get into it. Before your special guest gets here tonight, let's just cover it with you. We didn't get to talk to you after the season was over. Yes. Yeah, man. It was, it was a little tough. You know? Like, what's that moment like? Like, what's going through your mind when and something... You, and also, do you like when, you know, when things like that happen, right? That's a form of adversity. Do yeah. you shut down? How do you respond to situations like that? Do you allow people to come in? Do you need a minute? How for, does that work? For me, I'm my only child, so during that moment, I just kind of needed a moment to collect myself and embrace the moment and what happened to myself and in that time it was super tough especially when you go down fourth quarter and you're trying to fight for a playoff spot and you're not able to go out there and support and be there for your teammates so that right there just hurt and then just like I said being injured and just having to go through that entire process, which I've never really just been hurt before, you know, that seriously. Um, it was different, but for the most part, man, it was it was definitely a moment for me to understand the position I'm in, both as a player and a, as a man as well. And just the, those entire five, six, seven months has definitely helped me grow. So You were like one of the most even-keeled dudes that I know. Like, you are very in the middle, I'm good, you're a pleasant person. Yeah. When something like that happens, do you let yourself, do you like, do you allow yourself to get angry? Do you, do you, do you scream out an F word, anything? Like, do you have <laughs> no. any moment of that? I mean, I felt like I had that moment when I went down. I was unsure what happened. It felt like somebody just kicked me in the back of my leg. So I was like, what in the world just happened? Like, did somebody just kick me, you know? And then you try to place your Were you ready down. to fight? Were you, oh my God, nah. I need to see that one day. Nah, Were you I wasn't, ready to fight? No, nah, I wasn't ready to fight. Oh, okay. It was just trying to figure out what happened for me to just go down that quickly. So me just looking at my leg and it's like, what's going on? Like, why am I not able to step, you know? And then I'm coming back to uh, Kevon, who was the corner at the time on that side. And I'm asking, I'm like, did you kick me? Like, did, you, did they run around and you just stepped on the back of my foot? He was like, nah, bro. Like, I was nowhere close to you. And then looking back at the film, like, there was literally nobody around me at all. So that's when it got, like, really caught me. Like, man, this is actually serious. Bro. Legit, bro. Yeah, Legit. Definitely. You definitely. obviously are not going to be out there. We all know it's yeah. going to be four weeks for sure. Four weeks, man. Four weeks. Four how tough you, weeks. How you handling that? Like, how... Are, are you the type that are, is you're capable of being like, hey, man, this is part of the journey. This is the way that it goes. 
Or like, do you wake up in the morning like bothered? Like, man, I, I should be playing. This is what I do. I need to be out there. You know what's crazy is during that moment. Because that, that, uh, gr- that, that little kid right now is really bothered yeah, that you're not out there. That child <laughs> is bothered. really bothered that you're not out there. I apologize ahead of time. I apologize. Yeah, right? But, I mean, for me, it's been, it's actually been a solid journey for me. Like, I haven't really been fiending too much to be out on the field besides, like, now with the season starting. But my main, my main focus has just been to get get right just get back healthy and regardless of if it takes me these next four games to be out as long as I'm at my best and I'm prepared to go out there and help this team win then that's kind of all okay. that matters to me so, okay yeah so what 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 did you do on your off time right this is a different situation for you obviously you you weren't really able to participate in any of the activities did you pick up some new hobbies what did you do differently this year because you weren't able to do your normal routine in previous off seasons yeah so pretty much i was in houston after surgery and all of that i did two weeks here and then i decided to just go back home and i I did my rehab in houston and i got a house out there and um pretty much i literally fixed it all up i was on Wayfair. I was on Amazon, <laughs> nearly oh. 24 hours a day. Oh, that, you brought so you were spending money. You were spending money. Hey man, I had just got the contract, and then, <laughs> you know that check had just came through. So I felt like I had. And you're going through it. Like, yeah, we've all been there. It. We've all hey, you know man. gone through it a little bit. We've all uh, been in those situations. Definitely. Before. So pretty much all I was doing was just fixing the house up and. Literally, whenever I had the chance to walk and move around, I go and check out some new food uh, spots in Houston. It's not. It's not the worst way to spend. Not the worst. There's a lot of things that I can think of it's that would a, be a bit a, a, a more difficult way to spend my time. Most definitely. Than wayfaring and trying out new food spots in town. Hey, and it worked out too. The house looks. There the house you go. Looks That's great right now. We're coming back to that a little bit later <laughs> on the show. All right. It is the Tyus Bowser Show. It is brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is. Maryland leaders in ethical arterial procedures. We are live at Guilford Hall Brewery. Uh, Tyus, you have a special guest that has come out and joined you tonight. And I know you, you told us a lot last year about what this man means to you and you know you, where you met him in his career and your career. Can you explain to everybody else your relationship with your guest here tonight? Man, this guy here. Um, Definitely NFL vet, NFL superstar, a guy that I've looked up to for the longest that I can remember, you know, back from college, watching this guy on TV, you know, getting four, three, four sacks against the Texans. And it's like, man, I want to be this guy one day. And to just be in this position now and to play with this guy, man, is definitely an honor. And that's 5-0, Justin Houston. What's up, Justin Houston? Appreciate y'all for having me. Justin, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us tonight, man. It's great to see you. Appreciate it. No problem, man. I'm doing it for my guy right here. That's awesome, dude. Tell, tell me about that relationship, the others. A lot of people have been talking recently about you kind of being the Yoda now for this football <laughs> team. We've heard that said a few times of late. Um, tell me about this guy, Tyus, and, and connecting with him and what you knew about him when you came in and how that relationship came about. Uh, I was watching film, and I was just telling when I actually got a chance to talk to him, I was just telling him how, how good I thought he was. And I just thought, just seeing his skill sets on film, 
it was it was amazing to me because it was a guy that can do everything. And, and at our position, it's hard to find either you find one or the other. You find a, a good pass rusher, or somebody that drop in coverage, but somebody or somebody just either play the run. But you never find a guy. It's hard to find a guy that can do everything. And I thought from watching film, like he was that guy that can do everything. So I was just telling him, I was like, like you really can go. You have a lot of skill sets. You you're very gifted. So I was just telling him, like, really just believe in himself and just play like you're that guy because you really are that guy. I mean, he we know that. Is. We know that. We know that he's that guy, right? <laughs> Justin, you are the, I don't, what do they call seasoned vets at this point when you're on a younger team? Like, We're trying to find a way to not uh, say old. Yes, We're trying to avoid. Correct. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I don't want to say mature. I'm okay. very mature. So you're the mature <laughs> yeah. guy on the team. You're the seasoned vet on the team. How does that? How do you embrace that role? Because obviously there's a lot of younger guys on the team. Do you try to help them out with advice? Do do they come to you for advice? How is the relationship with the younger guys in the group? I always tell them I'm, I'm an open book. So, but it, I just have a lot of experience. So they, they come to me rather than somebody that never been through it. They see I'm going through it, done been through a lot. So even on and off the field, I, I've been through a lot. So I always tell them I'm an open book. So anytime you have a question about anything, I'm, I'm here to talk, you know what I'm saying? So I'm always trying to give wisdom to help them out in life. You, by the way, we're talking with Tyus Bowser, Justin Houston out here at Guilford Hall Brewery. Justin comes off as like the most composed professional like it, 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 it's almost like he looks like a man that should be wearing a suit right like, <laughs> that's the way he comes off Tyce do you, do you get to see another side of Justin at all do you get to see someone who maybe is a little bit more like playful or is, is he this guy at all times I feel like he's this guy at all times I mean from us you know in practice or even just us in uh in Arizona and just being able to hang out outside of you know football he's just always this calm collected cool guy that goes about his business that knows how to enjoy himself but um also is mature in the same way and you know like I said always looking out always looking to help the young vets just be in there for, for all of us. So. This is cool. Justin, you always been like this? Is this is always, this is this who you are? <laughs> I, this is, I would say, mainly who I am. I definitely got another side of me. Uh, Y'all gonna see it this year. Uh, okay. We, well, I'm claiming, like, I'm speaking into existence, man. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. All right, man. let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> We, we we heard you say that yesterday. You you put that you out said, there. He said quite a few things yesterday. Yeah, you put that out there. I'm going to speak it into existence. You, right. you referenced scripture, too, when you yes, said that. I, I'm, I'm a Christian believer. I believe in God. And uh, like God said, if you, uh, he said, you follow my ways and give me your heart. You can have the desires of your heart. And my heart and my desire is to win a Super Bowl. Like, that's the number one thing on my heart right now. And I... And, my whole commitment this offseason was giving him my all. So I've just been praying that I give him my all because I know if I give him my all, he's going to give me his all. And his all is that ring. <laughs> I mean... For the record, he, he has the bracelet on. He has a What Would Jesus Do bracelet on. So this yeah, I, is, I absolutely believe I, I Actually, that. a kid gave me this oh, uh, awesome. in Arizona. And I promised him I would never take it off. And I told him the only way it would come off if somebody tear it or it get cut in a game or something. That's the only way this thing will come off my wrist. That's dope. I love that. That's dope. I love it. Tyus, I know you want to win a Super Bowl. I'm going to tell a story. So when the Ravens got to the Super Bowl the last time, somebody asked Joe Flacco after the AFC Championship, hey, what does it mean to you to get Ray Lewis back to the Super Bowl? And he said, you know what's cool about this is that Ray wanted it for us. Yeah. 
Um, I, I'm going to ask you this question, knowing I know you want to go to a Super Bowl. I know you want to win a Super Bowl. But talking about Justin, the way that you were just talking about and what he's meant to you, what would it mean for you to get this guy to assume? Not that we're trying to run him out or say that like he's at the end, like because we're, you know, he was talking that he was going to get more like 30 more sacks and you know all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. But what would it mean for you, everything he's accomplished, to get this dude to a Super Bowl and help him win one? You know, it's crazy. That was actually like one of my goals, one of my, one of my personal goals was to win a Super Bowl and win it for this guy, you know, just because of the character he has and just how hard he works and what he's done, not only for me and our group, but just for this organization that, as being a leader. And I know during my time in college, you know, I had young guys who told me like, man, we want to get you this, we want to get you this championship, this conference championship ring for you you know, for what you've been able to do for us and just leading the way. And that kind of came into my mind, you know, this past year. And I kind of wanted to do, I did want to do the same thing for him. So that's kind of like my mindset. That's my motivation going into this year is to get this man a championship. So. Yo, I'm in favor of speaking things to existence. Yeah. I want to make that very Absolutely. clear. I am in favor. I'm in favor of Tyus' back week five. Yeah. You guys are winning a Super Bowl. Um, what else do we want to speak into existence while we're at it? You want to, like, I'm going to win the lottery? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to just stick with the Super Bowl right now. That's one, all you're worried about. All yeah. you're worried about. That. Small steps, small steps. I dig it, man. All right, this is the Tyus Bowser Show. We are live in Station North at the beautiful Guilford Hall Brewery. How about this, this place, man? Nah, this is nice. I love this it. This is nice. This place is gorgeous. You know what's crazy? I don't be finding, I don't be finding spots like this. Now, I done gave you a whole list last year you of did. places. But Have I was, you been to any of them? I was hurt. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, 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 you were not hurt <laughs> prior to. I mean, we had practice. You know, we had a lot of stuff going on. So I tried. There was actually like one or two that I did go Okay. To. All right. It was. Okay. This so, is one of Rita's places. Yeah, this I, is I, I like this place a lot. Legitimately, Rita okay. hangs out here. Uh, the Guilford Hall Brewery is going to be open seven days a week starting this Sunday with their Ravens season kickoff party. It begins at noon, 10% off for everyone wearing football apparel, $5 half liters, cocktail specials, and more. Find out more by going to guilfordhall.com. Uh, when we come back in, I got a bunch of things we want to cover, right? I want to talk about... Justin already got to 100 sacks. Now we need to set the bar higher. He was talking about the next number that he wants to get to. I want to talk about uh, how your guys' college teams respectively looked over uh -oh. this past Uh-oh, because you know that's my talk wanna, right there. I want to address that as well. All that's coming up. We are live on 105.7 The Fan. This is the Tyus Bowser Show.